Who are the best picks in 2023 inside round two? We're doing a, a little emergency live stream here because you boys got a little time. I thought I'd get in here and discuss this with you guys and just dig into a, and maybe we do a, a show on every single one of these rounds, but what players in order, who are the best round two players you can come across? And we might take a guy or two off if we think Garrett Wilson won't really fall in round two anymore. We'll go ahead and remove him from this list. If we don't think JT will be a round two guy, we'll, we'll remove him from the list. But I'm going to rank in my order and then go to the chat. You guys can discuss it and debate it in the chat as I rank them. Who are your favorite round two players in 2023? Who can win a league for you in round two? Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, everybody? My name is Smitty. We're here for an emergency, not news-related, just because I have extra time at this moment in my in my evening to go live with you and break down uh, something that I think is a pretty important topic, round two of your fantasy football draft. Now, every round's got its, this round can win you your championship kind of uh, kind of vibe to it, right? But I think round two is a vital round. I think round two can make or break your fantasy football um, season in some ways that other other players can't. Because why? Let me explain it to you. Let me explain why I believe round two might be the most important round in all of fantasy football, and and it really it really comes down to this. Inside round two, inside round two, live players that technically speaking can be argued as as valuable as round one players walker could be what top five overall Brees hall some of you don't love him he could be top five overall jt could be the number one overall player and again maybe we remove him does anybody feel like he's more of a round one guy and i should take him off the board garrett wilson does anybody think he's more of a Ziggy, stop. No, you won't. I'm going to turn you off and shut you off. Good God. Internet's down. I've, I've got nothing but problems here, technology-wise, the last couple of hours. Um, Let me know what you think in the chat. We got uh, Tiff in the chat. I'm sorry, Tiff. I'm probably never going to get it right. I'm just going to call you Big T. We're calling you Big T. Big T, Travis, Double A, Brian, Blind Larry, Zach. Uh, we've got Matt in the house. We've got Zach. Uh, another Zach in the house. Logan's in the building. Logan, appreciate you, Brian. Uh, Ron Navy's in the building. We'll open the phone lines in a minute. Jonathan, Fitzy, uh, Lloyd, and Logan. Oh, I already had Logan. How many times am I going to introduce Logan? Logan, glad to have you, pal. Um, can you guys let me know, is, J is JT not falling in round two anymore at all? Let let's take JT off. JT is round one. JT is first rounder. Let's take JT off, okay? Sometimes I've gotten him at the 2-3 turn, but that's not good enough because he's going to go around 10-8. Garrett Wilson, we're taking Garrett Wilson off this list. Is Garrett Wilson locked into round one now? Is anybody finding Garrett Wilson going in round two really ever anymore? I kind of feel like he's not. Maybe we take Garrett Wilson off this list. I do want to mention that... Uh, I do want to mention that if Garrett Wilson does fall to your second round pick, he is... <laughs> He's somebody you need to put at the very, very top. 
Uh, we drafting Smitty need a quick fix. Not tonight. Uh, not tonight. We'll do it. We'll do a draft. Maybe we'll see if I get it. I, I just wanted to jump on here and talk round two. I might even jump on the Dynasty channel after this. In, anybody feel like Garrett Wilson's falling into round two on any sort of regular occasion? One, two turns, says Brian. I'd say round one, says Fitzy. Um, I love Hall, but his injury. Wait till you get, wait till I get to Hall. Okay, wait till I get to Hall. Um, Big T, appreciate you. I think JT and Wilson can be had at the turn. So round two sometimes, says Travis. That's why I put JT on the list. Um, let's bring JT back. Because I, I really, that's how I felt when I when I wrote this up. I said, who, who's borderline? I mean, JT's borderline. We got to have these conversations. Maybe we say this. Maybe we put, maybe we put JT and Garrett Wilson in the corner here. And maybe we put a little note and, and maybe a little asterisk next to him. Okay, that would be better. Let's put a little asterisk next to him and, and suggest that, okay, look, if, if JT ends up being there, you need to, like, consider him one of the bigger win-a-league players that you can get in round two. Wilson, same thing. Like, Wilson's your wide receiver one in, 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 a, in a top 12 overall pick, and if you get him at, like, 13, 14, that's win-a-league potential material. So we're going to put a little asterisk next to him. We're going to put him in the corner here. Just we could talk about him. We'll bring him up. Garrett Wilson with let's say a Bijan, and you can get that because let's say you get Garrett Wilson in round one, you get Bijan in round two. These two gentlemen right here, Wilson and Bijan, that is a fantastic, crafty start to a, 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 a late first round pick, which has a high second round pick uh, draft approach. Walker's definitely going in round two. Mahomes definitely going around to Burrow. Burrow's going later. So as much as I, I want to keep Burrow on this list, I, I wanted to mention him. I wanted people to know that this is the respect I have for Burrow is to have this conversation. If he climbs into round two, I'm including him. I'm including him next to Allen and Mahomes, but I'm going to take him off the list because I don't want to encourage second round drafting of Joe Burrow when his ADP is plummeting to the to the round three four territory because Fields is rising. Fields is now a round three guy, a staple in round three. Burrow's now falling because of it. I don't know why the, the two can't coexist and take up the same space in real estate on ADP data, but they don't. For whatever reason, one man's rise is another man's fall, and the man fall, the man falling is Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow. And I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I love it. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are gonna remember it. Get burrowed. So I'm here to tell you, do not take Joe Burrow in round two. If you do Not because he doesn't deserve it. He's neck and neck with these three QBs. But he's the steal. He's the steal. He's the guy that falls into round number three, four. I've heard four, five in grandma leagues. People are getting Joe Burrow at 5.1, 4.10, 4.8. And the difference between a Josh Allen in the middle of round two a Jalen Hurts in the middle of round two, a Mahomes in the middle of round two, and Joe Burrow in round four or five is like finding a Bitcoin just sitting around on the counter next to a couple $20 bills. That's, that's essentially what it's like. And if you don't take advantage of that 
or at least try to. And that's what makes this tough is I'm going to give you a couple valuable guys that are quarterbacks in my ranking. However, for whatever reason, if I think I'm getting Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow, even at the bottom of three, it makes these guys tough to draft. Even though I'm, in, I'm acknowledging they can win leagues with Joe Burrow, an equivalent to these three falling, it makes it really hard for me to sit here and give you a diehard hardcore hardcore argument that these guys are amazing second rounders when Joe Burrow is sitting in three, four, five. The, the, the problem is you just don't know. You know, somebody could take him in the, at the top of three and you sit here and you pass on Josh Allen at 2.10 and then all of a sudden Joe Burrow goes flying off at 3.3 and you're like, great, now I don't get any of those guys. And apples to apples, you know, Joe Burrow is a, or Josh Allen's a great 2.12 pick because you take Burrow at 2.12, a person takes, uh, let's say, uh, let's say they take uh, even a, a Kenneth Walker, a fantastic 2.10 pick or 2.11 or whatever, but you still may get a in around three four, a player like Etn or Pollard. And at the end of the day, if we're comparing apples to apples, a Josh Allen in round two paired with a let me put it on the screen here, and uh, we'll call it Pollard. We'll call it Pollard because I think he's the most likely of, let's say, Etienne and Pollard to fall. So would you rather have Josh Allen and Tony Pollard? Uh, Pollard in round, we'll put it dash um, dash four and, and a Josh Allen dash two. Or would you rather have Walker in da uh, dash, we'll put Walker dash two. And Joe Burrow, Joseph, where'd he go? Joe, come back, Joe. There he is. You're not done yet. You're not excused yet, Joseph. Or Joseph Burrow, dash four. This is a trick question. Because at the end of the day, you could argue that Josh Allen or Mahomes or Hurts, either one of the three quarterbacks with Pollard round four, apples to apples comparisons equivalent to Walker and Burrow. So at the end of the day, at the end, end, end of the day, this is, this is equal. You are not making a bad pick by drafting Josh Allen in round two just because Burrow's a home run slam dunk in round number four, let's call it. Let's not even say five. Let's just say four. Doesn't mean Pollard's not an equivalent home run from round four. Just because Burrow's a home run in round four doesn't mean that Etienne is in an absolute smash in the 3-4 territory. So... I, I, that's why I get tired of this whole can't take a quarterback early. I just explained why. If anybody says you can't take a quarterback early, please rewind and watch eight minutes in, seven minutes into the video up until 11 minutes into the video. Someone comes in here and says that, I want you to say, hey, go watch eight minutes to 11 minutes, bro. Go, go, go ahead and rewind and rewatch it because I just explained why this is equal. I just explained why Josh Allen is not a mistake at two, uh, round two. So, let's get rid of Pollard because he's a fourth rounder. Let's get rid of uh, Joe Burrow because he's a fourth rounder. And let's go ahead. Lloyd says Walker and Burrow is better than Allen and Pollard. It's very debatable, Lloyd, to be honest with you. But I can understand you wanting it more, but it's not necessarily better or a home run. It's actually pretty darn amazingly even. So, JT and Wilson, we got over here, right? My number one win a league player in fantasy football 2023 
surprisingly enough, these guys are really, really close. These quarterbacks are very, very close to getting that, that nod. But at the end of the day, which seems to be the phrase of the day, it's Walker and it's Bijan. It's Walker and Bijan. These guys are very, very close. I very much want to own Allen and Hurts and Mahomes, each of them in at least one league. I very much want to own Brees Hall, but guess what? Brees Hall's, he's going to climb, but he's still, there's so much doubt around Brees Hall right now, even in a, in a positive post. Hey, Brees Hall's, you know, should be ready for week one. Um, uh, Salah says he looks fantastic. Even in a post like that, we get we get 30, 40% negative. You know, comments avoiding him, avoiding him, not going near an ACL tear, Smitty. You should know better than, like, as if I don't explain the difference between Brees Hall's ACL and an average Bears ACL. Because there is a big difference. I go over it all the time. He's youthful. There's no complications. There's a very clean ACL tear. He's way ahead of schedule. The most important thing being ahead of schedule. When you're ahead of schedule, it's the most important, crucial part. Being young, he just turned 21, and being way ahead of schedule and not being forced on the field like Barkley was and like J.K. Dobbins was. If he suffers a setback and he's not ready for week one, he's barely ready for week one, you will see me change my tune. And I will say, maybe we back off Brees Hall a little bit. Not to mention, though, Barkley went in round one, sometimes top five, sometimes top eight, when he wasn't ready for week one. He was a round one guy. Brees Hall's a round three guy. And for that reason, I'm going to take him off this list because he doesn't belong in round two, even though he does. He doesn't belong in round two. You heard me right. Even though he does. But Joe Burrow belongs in round two, but he's not in round two. Joe Burrow belongs in round four. He belongs in round two, but he lives in round four. Tony Pollard lives in round three, four. He belongs in two, but he lives in three, four. There's a huge difference. And if you don't capitalize on it, if you sit here, come into the chat and say, I want to take Walker, Smitty. You talk him up a lot. I'm going to take Kenneth Walker in round one. Why would you take Walker in round one? Will he climb there? Sure. sure. Uh, probably. And when he does, I'm taking him. When Walker does climb, I'm taking him. I'm taking him with a smile. I'm going to snipe him in, in front of anybody that's in my way. But I don't need to right now. You don't need to right now. And if you take Kenneth Skywalker, Kenneth Lightsaber Swinging Skywalker, in round one, you are crapping the bed. You're stepping on your own junk in your own way. And you're making a grave mistake. Kenneth Skywalker. Kenneth lightsaber swinging Skywalker. Don't be that guy, pal. Don't be that guy. This man is a round two machine round two absolute gold mine as my example earlier alluded to it's like finding a bitcoin on the counter it's like finding the code to a bitcoin just sitting on your counter when this guy is available round two big 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 miss if you end up uh, wasting and squandering that opportunity so jt and wilson again these are these are first round guys and i'm not going to put them on this list comes down to these two gentlemen right here which one is more league winning 
Which one is more league winning? There's some unknowns. Landing spot, never taking a snap in the, at the NFL level. Will it be a cloudy situation? This guy, we know what we're dealing with. These are both round two guys. Let me put that next to it. Second. Second. Walker. Second. These are both round two guys. Round two locks. And Bijan was going early. Like, you know, he's going, well, late first. But going earlier than we wanted. But he's since dropped. And, and, and the negative buzz around his potential draft capital, which is used to be, guys going to go 7, 8, 9, 10. And I was one of those people. I was. I thought, you know, I thought the NFL knew what time it was, to be honest. And, and, and a lot of times when I'm wrong on something, like when I'm hugely wrong on, on a, a prediction or a topic, it's me putting faith in others that disappoint me. <laughs> and uh, to be completely frank, I, I, I thought it was near impossible this guy could fall out of the top 15 overall. I thought great minds were at work here. I thought scouts knew what they were doing. I thought finally uh, uh, scouts and NFL teams and GMs wouldn't use the old man logic. The old man logic, the suit sitting there in a boardroom just being stupid and saying to themselves, yeah, we've got to wait on a running back because we just don't draft running backs high anymore. So we're going to go ahead and pass on Bijan because generational talent We'll just get two backs in round three. We'll get a guy. We'll get a guy, Bob, in round three or round four. Instead of saying, hey, 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 Bob, that tie's a little tight around your neck. It's cutting off the circulation. This guy is Adrian Peterson. Do you know the teams that passed on AP? They never lived it down. Oh, we need an offensive lineman. Oh, really? You, you didn't need a generational going to change the way the game's played. Uh, Hall of Fame, no one ever liked him before player. You, you needed some kind of... Uh, who, who was taken ahead of, of Adrian Peterson? Uh, 2007, right? 2000, is it 2007? NFL Draft Top 10. Was it 2007? I believe it was 2000, 2007 or 2008. What was it? I think it was 2007. Let's pull it up. Adrian Peterson... Um, yeah, that was his, his draft. Okay, hold on. Let me let me see if I can pull up the NFL draft. Number one overall, Jamarcus Russell. Okay, there's there's a couple of good picks on here. So, you know, not every team made a mistake. Here's the 20, 2007 NFL draft. If anybody wants to laugh at some dudes in suits sitting around a boardroom table and making stupid decisions, here we go. Let's review. Let's let's take a, a, a trip down memory lane. Calvin Johnson was an amazing pick at number two overall. Let's just put that. Joe, Joe Thomas, look, there are some good players here. Uh, Gaines Adams, Levi Brown, uh, 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 LaRon, LaRon Landry. There's some good players on this list. I'm not saying that these players were mistakes, all of them. Demarcus Russell obviously was. I'm not saying that, uh, that these teams should have, you know, they, they totally botched every single one of these picks, but... Adrian Peterson should have been drafted number one overall. Okay, Calvin Johnson was amazing. Adrian Peterson should have at least been in the top two or three overall, but he slipped all the way to number seven because old men in suits with ties that were too tight and strangling their 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 brain 
uh, blood flow decided that running backs, they're a dime a dozen. And, and this was before running backs even dropped off in value. Like in this draft, let me see what other running backs went. Uh, uh, let's see here. There were man, there weren't a lot of running backs in the. There was no other running back in the first round in this draft. Anthony Gonzalez, remember him? The Colts, Anthony Gonzalez. Hold on. Robert Meacham, remember Robert Meacham? There's no other. There's no other running back in the. Oh, Marshawn Lynch. Okay, yeah. So Lynch went twelve. Uh. Lynch went 12. So you had Adrian Peterson, number seven. Marshawn Lynch went number 12. There he is. There he is. I have him on screen. I didn't think I had another running back on screen. Lynch went 12. It, it wasn't like we were sitting here in this, like at this time, 2007, and saying running backs are too early in the top 15. That wasn't the mentality at all back then. So for Adrian Peterson to be passed on, it was ludicrous. And I was in the business in 2003 was my first year professionally in fantasy football. Um, your boy's been doing this a long time. And in 2003, you know, that was when I first started. 2007, I was several years into this thing. And the doubt behind AP was so real. There was a 50%. The, the, the feeling about AP was similar to the, the divide in Anthony Richardson belief. You may you may say how is that possible? And some of you may remember it foggy. You might have a foggy memory on this, but I know for a fact because I got ripped apart for calling Adrian Peterson the number one overall running back entering his rookie year. I know a thing or two about being a little bit bold and getting ridiculed for making a bold opinion and take about a young player that I see something that's different than anybody I've seen in a, in a long, long time, if ever. And when I saw Adrian Peterson footage, when I watched his film, when I watched him over the course of his college year, when I, when I, when I just was sitting there picturing this man, using my eye test skills on top of just pattern recognition, watching the man, looking at how dominant he was when he carried the football into, into a crowd of people, crowd of players, and nobody could tackle him. He was, he, everybody was outmatched. That's the best way to describe Adrian Peterson when he was a incoming rookie. He, there was no one on his level. And when he was going to go to the pros, I expected him to still be above everybody and no one could outmatch him. He, he just outmatched you. And, and Charbonnet feels a lot this way too, because I don't think anybody can tackle him. You, you, you can only slow him down so that a, a slew of players can pile on top of him and drive him into the ground. And that's why I love Charbonnet so much. I love him. But Adrian Peterson was completely, completely doubted by at least 50% of the fantasy football analyst space. And I and, and not only did he go in about, I would say, the 2-3 turn um, initially in, in early mock drafts, and then he climbed into the second round. Um, if I remember correctly, I had him in my top one to five overall. I had him as my future running back one in Dynasty right away doing Dynasty rankings before Dynasty rankings were even that popular back in 2000, uh, 2007. Like they were getting going. People were getting into Dynasty, but it was so small. It was kind of like IDP is in terms of, of amount of people to do it. I swear to you, I feel the same feelings if maybe not a tad more about Bijan Robinson when I watch Bijan play everybody is outmatched 
He it's like playing on on a Pop Warner team, and you're two years older than every other kid. And when you're that far advanced over everybody on your playing field, it translates, resonates, and carries over into the NFL. Meaning he's going to go into the league. And yeah, it's stronger, faster. The NFL is going to be a, a big step up. But he's still so far above his competition currently, he's still going to be above. Maybe, maybe he starts meeting people that are very, very close to his level of talent. But he's still above, and he's going to grow above, mature above, get better, stronger, faster. This guy's going to get trained by the best. He's in the NFL. He's now got NFL trainers. He's got now got NFL workouts. He's now got the ability to pr- improve his speed. The guy's a smooth operator. And, and so at the end of the day, you ask me, is this guy the number one overall running back in fantasy football? He could be in 2023. And he could outscore Bijan in 2023. I, I I, do believe that's possible. And at the end of the day, I love Walker almost as much as Bijan in 2023. But push comes to shove. This is the man that's going to get the award from, from me. This is the man, in my opinion, that becomes the win a league, the biggest win a league player in round two fantasy football 2023. And it's not that it's by a mile. But I have a gut feeling that I can't ignore. I don't care about Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I don't care about Walker or Brees Hall and their rookie seasons. Walker's great. Brees Hall's was great till it it wasn't and it got derailed. They have nothing to do with Bijan Robinson. I'm sick and tired of people saying, what about Clyde? And I liked Clyde. I'll admit I missed on Clyde. A lot of us missed on Clyde. But like Brett Favre throwing an INT, what are you going to do? Let it affect your next prediction that has nothing to do with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. This guy is battle-tested. He is pretty much situation-proof. And any team that drafts him, even though his draft capital is falling uncomfortably for me because he felt like a top-10 lock, I pretty much said he would be a top-10 to top-14 overall pick. And we're starting to feel like maybe he falls into the early 20s. Maybe he falls to number 21 overall to the... To the um, the Chargers, I don't think he falls past 22. I, I almost certainly think there's no way he falls to 26, but Dallas is constantly being talked about as, as this guy's landing spot. Maybe some of these, these ridiculously bad analysts out there are peddling this, he's going to go to 26, he's going to fall to 20, and we're just hearing it so much that we believe it's true. When these teams aren't going to listen to that, these teams know what's going on. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I, I The Eagles are ridiculous to pass on. Bijan at number 10 overall. The Bears are ridiculous to pass on Bijan or JSN. I know they need offensive line, but trust me when I tell you, like I told everyone about Jamar Chase being generational, Bijan's generational. Jamar Chase was generational. JSN, I wouldn't say generational, but I would say super amazing and amazing pick at number nine if you want to go that route. Offensive linemen, you can coach that position up more and get closer to elite or even get to elite with a second round player that has the right coaching you can't coach up a running back to become Bijan Robinson you just can't you can't coach up a wide receiver to be JSN especially when Fields could use a player like that even though he's got DJ Moore I know he's got DJ Moore and he's going to do fire DJ Moore is going to do fire things but Bijan Robinson is the pick here he's the pick 
Plain and simple, Bijan's the pick here. He's the pick here. As much as I love Tyler Algier, Bijan Robinson's the pick here. He just is. As much as I think it's early and you get laughed out of town, Arizona Cardinals should be taking Bijan Robinson at number three overall, but they probably won't. They'll probably trade the pick. Six, seven, eight teams are reportedly interested in this number three overall pick. And you know that on draft day, the Cardinals are going to not be starving for on-the-clock offers when Anthony Richardson Anthony Richardson is actually sitting there available and teams that do like him say, that's who we wanted. And so now we're willing to pay the price that we've talked about prematurely in negotiations with the Cardinals, weren't ready to pull the trigger, but now the Cardinals know what we we, we want. We know what the Cardinals kind of want. We've had conversations. And I do think a, a draft day trade, if not earlier, could get pulled off between the Cardinals and, let's say, the Titans. And the Titans come after Anthony Richardson. The Cardinals still could get Bijan at 11. So the Cardinals should take Bijan. The Raiders should have... And thank God they, they franchise tag Josh Jacobs. Can we just give a round of applause that the, the Raiders organization eliminated themselves, thank God, from the Bijan Robinson sweepstakes. That would have been such a depressing day. I can tell you right now. I would have been uh I would have been completely depressed about that. I mean that, that would have just been such an awful, 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 awful situation. Um, so we, we've got we got Bijan Robinson pretty much protected into a probably a good string of opportunities. The part the places that scare me, New England. I don't want him going to New England. Number one, we don't want Ramondre to vanish, but we also don't feel like New England caters to a player's ultimate ceiling value and upside, right? We don't want him to go to the Jets. He probably will not even be considered. The Texans is a little depressing if he goes there, but also kind of cool in a way. But we don't want Damian Pierce to be removed from the equation. The Titans have to get rid of Derrick Henry for a second-round pick and then bring in Bijan. It's certainly possible. I don't hate that, but I don't love it either because I think the offense isn't going to move the football. So eight-man front city might be waiting, awaiting Bijan, which he can handle, but he's going to have a lot lower yard per carry average, less touchdowns, and his rookie season could be capped while they build around him. That I don't like. Washington's crowded, but hey, it could work out okay. Detroit could take him at 18, and you could say, Smitty, they're not taking him at 18. You out of your mind? They just signed David Montgomery. You don't know the Lions. The Lions love to run the football, and they could trade DeAndre Swift away if they end up drafting Bijan. Understand that sometimes you're teeter-tottering on an idea and you wait until you find a player that you really want here and he falls before you start jumping into a, a, a you know direction that you might have been leaning. If they've got Monty and they trade away Swift, it makes sense, 18. 20 or 19, Tampa could draft him. It's possible. We all want Rashad White season to really you know get, get kick-started, but those are all opportunities. At the end of the day, guys, and I'm going to read the chat. I'm sorry I haven't involved you guys a whole lot yet. Bijan Robinson wins leagues. He's the number one player in fantasy football 2023 second round that there is. You you win a league. You're drafting potentially the number one overall running back. Understand the words coming out of my mouth. Bijan Robinson could finish as the number one, the number one running back in fantasy football 2023. 
the number one running back as a rookie, and you get him in the second round. Walker could too. That's why they're, I'm sitting here debating this for 5-10 minutes. No, more like 30. <laughs> because it's, it's close. I love Walker. I haven't even talked about Walker yet. Walker's amazing. He's got a good situation. He's got DK. He's got Gino, who is underrated. Uh, Pete Carroll, amazing coach. This ball is going to be moved down the field. They're going to matriculate the football down the field and live in the red zone. And Walker looks so amazing. This guy is generational. He is. Bijan's for sure generational. Walker, I'm pretty confident that he's going to prove to be generational. And all of the he can't catch, they didn't throw the football to him. Your boy told you, don't worry about that nonsense. That absolute garbage anal analyzing that people were doing. That garbage assessment that was being regurgitated in the fantasy industry by a bunch of robots telling you that this guy wasn't going to catch footballs. He did. He did catch footballs, and he's going to continue to catch footballs because Kenneth Walker, and I told I told all of you this, and, and, I, and I know a lot of you believed me, and a lot of you felt the same way. It's not like a lot of you didn't already feel this way because you guys are a very astute group of people, and I'm, I'm honored to be sharing uh, conversations with you guys on the regular. But when we look at Kenneth Walker's stat line from last season, and, and we analyze this, this was a pretty good season receiving-wise. Overall, it was a great season. Considering the late start that he got with uh, the surgery and just being behind. and The guy played 15 games, but he didn't really play 15 games. He averaged 4.6 yards per carry. He had five 100-yard games. He had nine touchdowns. He had 10.50 on the ground. He ran the ball 228 times. The guy had 27 receptions for 165. Not the biggest number in the world, but this was a guy people said couldn't catch the football. And and I, I scratched my head every day because when I watched the film on this kid, and, and understand what I'm about to say is not an exaggeration or me trying to make a, some kind of weird point and just go overboard. He has the capability of being the number one PPR running back in fantasy football. I'm, I'm not just running my mouth and being stupid with this. I'm telling you that when you look for a player... That, that has a, a monster PPR skill set, you look for a player that is amazing in open space. There might be no running back in fantasy football or the NFL that has more open space ability and capability and upside than this guy, Kenneth Walker. And you could go to his college film and take a look at how he literally stops and starts in a Marshall Falk-esque type fashion. Not calling him Marshall Falk, his game isn't exactly like Marshall Falk's, but this guy can stop and start on a dime and change directions and navigate from left to right, not just forward, not just a cut and going forward. This guy will literally, like Forrest Gump, be running north and south, north and south, you heard me right, cut completely on a right angle and go completely across the field this way, like Forrest Gump, and then straight through the band and through the tunnel. This guy knows how to navigate to an open plane, an open amount of space. And that is number one. When you get the football to a player in the flat or just in an open pocket over and around the, the, the line of scrimmage on the outside in like a wideback-esque roll, this guy can do it all. And he, is, he knows how to like a magnet go toward the most open, vacant territory in that region of the field. That's what you want from a wide receiver, a running back that's pulling in passes. 
And this guy proved that his hands are great in, at the combine, but people neglected to acknowledge that. He's amazing in open space. He's a playmaker. He has a nose for the end zone. He has a nose for big plays. And yet people said this guy's not going to be a good receiving back. Just wait. 55 plus receptions in 2023. Four touchdowns on, uh, via the air. 8 to 12 on the ground. 12 to 1,400 yards rushing. And as I said about, we'll call it 45 to 50 receptions his, first, his second season. Let, let's we'll temper expectations to the 45 to 50 reception level, which is phenomenal for his second year as he learns pass protection, not just at the NFL level, but in his offense because pass protection is key. They they totally trust this kid. Like like it will be it probably is uh, easy to expect 45 to 50 receptions for 350 450 yards, four or five touchdowns. 14 total touchdowns, easily the second or not, if not tied for the, the best player to draft in round two that wins you a league. Let's dial into the phone lines. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Let's see here. Bijan will make anyone a backup. It's a very, very accurate statement. There are places we don't want him to go. Walker's running style caused him to get injured. Um, that's what people said about uh, Adrian Peterson, Bumpy. It's what people said about Adrian Peterson. Upright runner. It's going to be a problem. Guess what? The end of that story was it wasn't a problem. There's been a talk of the Bears taking Bijan in round one. Bill, it's number nine. We, we've discussed this already. Number nine would be, it's the only move to make if you're the Chicago Bears. If you decide not to go that route because you like Charbonnet in round two, which I can't really get mad at because I love Zach Charbonnet, um, then JSN's the pick. I don't think offensive line, which I think ultimately is the pick. Like Some people don't really get what I'm saying. They think, Smitty, they're going offensive line. No crap, bro. I, I, I realize that they're leaning offensive line. That doesn't mean that's what they should do. Just like, you know, the Bengals, some said that they were going to lean Sewell. And I said, I don't care what they're leaning. They need to take Jamar Chase. And you can coach up offensive line. By the way, that offensive line did improve this offseason. I can't wait to see it in action. Ron Navy's live on the phone. Ron, what are you thinking about the second-round players? Does anybody else stand out to you? that you feel like isn't talked about enough in this segment here? Or am I missing somebody entirely? Do you think that Wilson is falling in round two enough to, to talk about? Or is he around one guy? Uh, or, you know, what else? What, what else are you thinking? I was just wondering how you got Bijan in round two. Because he's going in 14 to 15 territory. Um because of the that's only in superflex though. Mm, I I if you do a lot of mocks and, and when we when we um when we were drafting him in the regular uh, big board, he was going in the first round. Keep in mind we were Quite drafting him first round. Keep in mind we were drafting him in the first round. All over round. the place though. But he was Everybody falling. Was. He was I mean, falling. He was falling at the tail end before they closed the the. The, the board, the, the one QB board, he was falling into the top of round two. 
He was he was falling into the, part partly because of the negativity around his draft capital. Everyone's saying that he's going to fall is creating this this like tsunami and uh, uh, this tumbling uh, uh, steamrolling snowball effect is what I'm trying to say. A snowball effect of negativity around. Well, now we don't know if he's going to fall into a, a crazy situation. What if he goes to New England? What if he goes to Dallas? And so he fell to about 14 to 15. You don't remember at the end of the, the one QB best balls, we started to see him fall and go in 14, 15. Right at the tail end, he was falling. And if we look at 2023 uh, fantasy football ADP, let me pull it up right here. No, and I was in a, I'm, I, I'm still in a bunch of the slow drafts for that. I still got like six of those slow drafts going. Let's see. And, um, let, me, let me pull up. He, uh, he went in the first round, and I think all of them. Well, I've been seeing him fall. Hold on one second. Let me pull up. Uh, um, now, Wilson, Superflex, it, he goes in the second Yeah, round. yeah, of course. But he was falling before they closed the 1QB. Um, and the, mm-hmm. slow, the slow drafts, those are all, like, on a crawl. Like, they're not, they're not offering the slow drafts anymore, are they? That was the last thing yeah, that yeah. they offered because Let's see, you let me, could only get in on a slow draft because it was almost full. Let me pull this up. But I think when um, when, when Best Ball Mania 4 opens up, I don't... I mean, other than if he lands in a really bad landing spot, um, maybe, but I think but- he... I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna You're pull. not gonna get him out of the first round. I think he's gonna fall to the two-three turn unless he unless he lands in an amazing spot, which we all hope he does. He's gonna be borderline two-three turn. Let me, let me see if I can find the data. The I see a lot of people aren't even including some of the rookies. Why are the rookies not on this? In fact, ADP? I just got a notification that one of my slow drafts is uh, you're on the clock. I am me. Are no, you? me. Oh, let, let me go to uh, one, of one, one thing that's a problem is this this sleeper ADP. They just don't even update it. It's crazy. I don't know why they don't update the 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 freaking um, ADP data. Just somebody go in there and just update it, please. So, Ron, here is the this cons- big board. Ron, here here's this the big board that I'm looking at. He went. He went number eight in the first round. Yeah, but Ron Davis, though, I, I'm telling you, the at the tail end of the fast drafts, he was falling into round two. I know. I know. I know he was. I'm not saying he didn't in some of the drafts that you're in or in the slow ones. Here's fantasy pros. Fantasy pros rankings, which is the consensus data across the entire fantasy industry, and he's right at 12. So he's at the 12-13 turn. I mean, he fought, bro, bro, I can't tell you how many times people tell me that he, you know, they drafted him in the second round. So I know for a fact he's there. He might not be a, a, a staple. He's borderline. But if you get him in round two, you win your league. You flat out win your league. Yeah, if you can get him there. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, you got to be able to get him there, though. Yeah, let me go to my last um, couple underdog drafts here. I, w- I wish they still had the ADP data up from... The one QB leagues they take they took it down. 
uh, I don't know if it's on desktop available, but they took it down. But I know for a fact that I scooped up Bijan in my, one of my last couple, a uh, couple of my last few drafts that I did because I remember specifically wanting to make a video about this right when the one QB drafts ended on Underdog because he went from going seven, eight, nine in our community to when I jump into a best mm -hmm. ball by myself, he'd be sitting there at fourteen. He'd be sitting there at 14, and I just prayed that I'd get a, like an 8 or 7 or a 9 pick so I could try it out and, and get him. But I, I absolutely grabbed him before those closed. Um, Travis, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, guys. Um, Ron, you know how in the underdog drafts you can go and like type in a player? And you can, like, if you type in Bijan into your drafts that you still have going on, It'll show you what his ADP was for that draft. Um, like the one I, I saw going on, he was his ADP was thirteen point one when it started. Boom! So I don't know if, if you want to go back and check it or not, but and you're not going to find him always know, I, there. But he, Ron, he was falling to right. thirteen fourteen. Like it, and again, well, it, it was a I'm, change. It was a change because of the draft capital concerns. I'm telling you, no, everyone was all on on Bijan at the beginning of the best ball drafting when, when the big board opened. But I remember I wrote down here, make a video on Bijan's falling ADP. I have it written down on this marker board right here with all these video ideas that I keep on this little board right here. And the reason was, is because when you look at the draft value that he currently has, it's falling because when these teams all kind of fell out of the, the sweepstakes, because there's a lot of rumors, the bears aren't going to take them. Some of us think they should, and they will, we still don't know. You know, the Eagles, it feels like maybe the Eagles aren't going that direction anymore. These teams are bringing in RBs on top of, you know, maybe wanting to fill other holes. This is creating uncertainty that's a, that's kicking him down two, three, four draft slots than where he was going. You know? But, but Ron, you're not wrong yeah, in that. No, I'm not, I'm not debating on what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, no, in all the drafts I, that I was in. Yeah that I didn't notice him going. I noticed him was always going in the first round in the drafts that I was in. Um, I, I was just curious. He was if, always going if in you the first back round. With, I, I was just curious where, because I, I figured you had more drafts going than I do. I only have the one going, so. But <clears throat> I wasn't sure if you, if you were able to go back and look. Just out of, I was just curious to see. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, and, when, um, I, when I pulled it up, you're, you're right. It was 13.1 was his ADP back then. Yep. Um, I don't know for the fast drafts. I, I didn't look in the fast drafts. But Can I show you the last draft oh, I did? Okay. Let me show you the last draft I did. I swear to you. I'll even go in it so everyone knows that I'm not like trying to... Uh... I mean, it's a good topic. I'm, Ron, I'm glad you're asking this question because honestly, I can't tell you how many people in the comments are probably going to say this. But the truth is, he is going in the second well, round or on average. <clears throat> So hold on, let me let me pull this up real quick and show you. So this is this is my this is my last draft. Um, let me see if I can. Uh, let's go here. Hold on, let me go here. Uh, hold on. Let me get rid of these. They're in the way. Okay, so here's here's my big board. Okay, this is my. This is my list of big boards. Your top one is always on top, right? Your most recent completed one's always on top. I'm clicking on the yeah. very, very top one, okay? 
And when I go in there and I click on this board, which is at the top right corner, it shows the draft. Bijan Robinson was drafted at 15 overall. Right there. Right there. That was my very, very most, my very last big board draft on underdog. 15. 15. He was dropping, like, I was so bad they closed it because the the one QB big boards are closed until after the NFL draft. And Ron, what you said is probably true. Once he gets a landing spot, he might climb back in, into round one. I was so pissed off that I didn't have more time to draft him in round two because this is the biggest win a league potential. Let me go, to be fair, let me go into the second to last draft. Now, I haven't looked at this yet. It probably is me taking Bijan early. Bijan, 13. So, it, but the last two drafts I have, he went in the second round. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I well, think Ron makes a good point, though. Did, he went 14. Um, and look, look at this one. This is the third to last. He went nine. Look who drafted him nine. Ron Navy. <laughs> the reason uh. he's not going in the second round, Ron, is because he kept taking him in round one. <laughs> Well, in my in my second to the last one, and I didn't take him. He went number eight. Um, okay, so this well, is I, this is the fourth one down. The fourth one down. Bijan went seven. Guess who drafted him number seven? Ron Navy. Ron. <laughs> well, I was gonna say it, it, it makes a difference too because the, the draft we were doing together. By the time, like, by the end of those yeah, drafts, different. he was always in the top, like, six I, or seven. So, that's, I, I that's swear, different. I swear, Ron, I'm not scripting this or looking at it in advance. He literally he literally went in the second round and... I'll be right back. You what? Where'd Ron go? I don't know. What'd he say? Oh, no. Okay, so he went in round two, round two, and then round one, both of those were rounds, but... And I don't blame him. I was pretty much telling... I was telling him to take oh, him yeah. that high. Is Ron here or did Ron leave? I was telling Ron to take him that high, to be fair. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, let's go five drafts back. Bijan Robinson, 10. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the problem? Does anybody we, see that? I was going to say, we're skewing the big board. Ron, you there? Where where the problem? Sorry, I'm back. Ron, Ron, look I'm at this. Back. Look at the fifth draft. Ron, look at the fifth draft. He went number ten. Who took him? Me. We're the problem, Ron. No one's taking him at eight, nine, and ten, but you and me. We're forcing it. And well, to to well, be you fair, did, you did that. You did that video of you falling down and taking him at six. Yeah. To be fair, I had a conversation with Ron about how, you know what, I'm taking him at six, seven, eight, and I don't I'm not apologetic over it. And I think once I made that video, we did start taking him a little higher. Let's see, one, two, three, yeah. four, five, six. I'm gonna go seven drafts down. Can we find somebody else that drafted Bijan? Let's see, hold on. Ron did so many drafts he skewed the whole entire underdog big board. Ron. Ron. In the last six, seven what? drafts that I've checked. This is totally unscripted. I haven't looked at this ahead of time. He has gone in the second round whenever you or I haven't taken him in the last seven drafts. So right here, wow. he he went at number 15 again. Number 15. That's because you or I weren't there to, to, to not be patient enough to take him. 
So, honestly, it wins leagues, guys. It wins leagues. If Bijan's sitting there around two, and Ron and I aren't there to, to snag him at five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> you're going to win a league. Uh, Travis. Well, yeah, but the drafts we do are a lot different. I mean, you got to draft them. When we're drafting in the community, you have to draft them early. You have to draft all the players you want early because they're just going to get sniped. You know that. We all know yeah, that. Yeah, add is a part of the problem too. But I just wanted to clarify because you bring up a good question, Ron. I do feel like we ended up answering it that, that Bijan is a second rounder. It, maybe not by a lot, and maybe not every time, but I believe that that was just proven that it's really only <laughs> you and me that are taking him way too early. Um, well, I guess we both need to take some laps, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Ron six or seven, Ron eight, and then here I am ripping on him. Smitty ten. Um. But but that's crazy that when we didn't take him, he was he was fourteen and fifteen. I'm telling you, uh, Big T out of here. He says out, y'all. Have a good night. Uh, appreciate you, Big T. Um, can someone tell me how to say his name? Because like he keeps saying I say it wrong. T a i f. I kept calling him Tiff, and he tells me how to pronounce it, but I still don't, I still don't know how. Tiff or Tiff? I don't know. Tiff, I think. Taif? Taif? Yeah. Uh, can you confirm if Ron got it? Uh, Ta- Taif Abdullah. Yeah, that. Taif? Might be right. I, I, yeah, I'm going to try and get it. I call him Big T now. And he's got a big T in his avatar, so it makes sense. I think I'm just going to call him Big T. I like Big T better anyway. Just Nickname, nicknames, nicknames are presence. better anyway. Yeah, it's his presence, man. Big T in the building. But you okay with Big T? Um, I kept getting the nine spot when I drafted with y'all and kept drafting Bijan. A- Ada is part of the problem. Ada is part of the problem too. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. I kept getting the eleven and, and never getting Bijan because Ada would just grab him. Yeah. Someone says let's start a draft. Fine, let's just start one draft. Um. Hold on. I don't think I'm going to sit through the entire, the entirety of the draft on the live stream, but we can at least kick kickstart one. So he everybody he likes big T. He likes big good because I don't. I, I'm going to pretend like yeah. that's why I'm doing it. Okay, go to the oh, lobby. Ada's in here. Yeah, Ada says he's part of the problem. With his, uh, yeah, he he graced us with his presence in the late night show since he wasn't at the earlier show. Guys, I'm going to drop the link. We're going to do a super flex big board draft. I'm going to copy the underdog link, drop it in the live chat. If anybody would like to be a part of this draft that we're doing right this very second, I'm going to drop the link in the live chat right this moment and pin it. Um, There it is. I'm pinning it. Promo code Smitty underdog will match up to to $100 in your first deposit. So choose your first deposit wisely. You don't want to blow the opportunity of getting a $100 bonus match if you're new to underdog. Click the big board now. Everybody click the green button and enter. We're jumping in, doing it live. 500K in prizes, super flex. Eight more to start. We should fill this puppy up with a bunch of the Fantasy Football Show members. I'm not, I'm not doing this one. 
Yeah, Why, you don't want to take Bijan at five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if it's Dynasty, Ron would take him at like negative one. But in, in fairness to Ron, I remember when I told Ron that I was going to start promoting that if I have to take Bijan at six, I will. And I remember Ron yep. gave me a little pushback. He's like, yeah, you might get people jumping the gun on him, though. Because if I approve six, that means people will take him five. If I approve ten, people take him eight. And in a sense, Ron's well, right. Ron was, Ron, was, Ron was talking about himself. Yeah, but then the next moment, yeah, Ron... <laughs> Ron wanted to one-up me. He's like, you're going to say six, I'm going to come out and take him five. Four more to start. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good point, though, because on, on top of that, I, I try to remind people, too, like, people you've been, do, you've been doing drafts with for, like, ten years, some people, you should have an idea of how they draft, too. So you might have to take guys in different rounds, depending on how your, how your league drafts. And like, also... Some leagues don't, take, yep. don't start drafting quarterbacks at all until later. And also, Travis. And also, Travis. It's really important yep. to say to yourself, like, is the player I'm going to get? Let's say you're drafting at ten overall, okay? Is the player I'm going to get in the second round not going to change or matter? So why not run the? Why run the risk of not taking Bijan and letting the 11 spot and the 12 spot snipe you when you're literally looking right. at Walker anyway? Or you're looking at Mahomes or Josh Allen or something, and like you don't need to worry about taking. You're gonna get that guy. You know what I mean? So like, why not just right. why not just go Bijan and 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 you know whatever wide receiver? But I think when you think okay, Garrett Wilson won't be there at your you know 14 overall pick, but Bijan might because people don't know what time it is with Bijan. Then that's when you go Garrett Wilson. Hope Bijan falls. Boom, Bijan falls. You you smash. Instead of watching Garrett Wilson go at 12, 13 turn like clockwork. Like, I think Garrett Wilson is a far less likely shot of falling to 14 than Bijan right now. But Ron made a good point. As soon as the draft's over, and let's say he goes to Chicago or Philly, he's going to be the bell of the ball. Everyone's going to act like they love him as much as we do. And it's going to be painful to watch everybody jump on a train that, that you know, that we've been conducting, you know, and everyone knows he's yeah, good. It's not like we're the only ones that see how amazing he is, but we're definitely hyping him. I this show is hyping him way higher than anybody else. For now, for now. One more to start. Link yeah, is in the live I, chat. I had a, I had a no. The reason, about, the reason um, I'm not getting into this one is I'm 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 resting my back. Um, I'm laying down, so I just. I'm not getting into this one. That's are the you, only reason. I know you're probably still recovering from surgery, but are you? Is your back like? Are you feeling the effects of goods like the surgery and what what it was intended to do? Like, is your back better a little bit? Well, it was intended to um, release the nerve, so I can start getting feeling back in my leg and my foot. I got a little bit of feeling, but. Um, right now it's still really numb, but the doctor said it could take several weeks because I mean, you think about it, I've been dealing with it for a year, Got the so a nerve stays impinged for that long. Yeah. It'll take a while for it to, to get back right. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know what you're saying. I know how exciting that could be to uh, to be in a position to where you're not going to be in any pain anymore. It's almost almost as exciting as me getting the four pick, Ron, and I'm super flexible. Yeah, yeah buddy. Fields. Or Burrow. Yeah, Burrow. You're yeah, going to go Fields or Burrow. Burrow or Fields, slam dunk. Slam dunk. Uh, Steven from, from Massachusetts. What's up, pal? You're live. Hey, Schmitty, what's going on, man? Uh, Yo. I d- didn't get to uh, come into the uh, the last the last show, so uh, I don't know if you saw the report. If you did, I might have to go back and watch it. Um, JSN, he was getting worked out by the uh, the Ravens. I don't know if you saw that. I think it was like the Ravens and the Cowboys and stuff. Cowboy. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine <laughs> thinking you're getting them at 26 yeah. overall. They'd have to trade up, but maybe they, maybe they do want to trade up. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, Jerry twenty. JSN ain't falling to twenty-two either. But you know why? Te- you know why uh, people work out for teams in those positions because they can trade. You know, they can trade up. Uh, looks like Burrow got sniped, so I'm going to go Josh Allen. I don't mind that. I don't have a lot of Josh Allen in the superflex, so I'm fine with that. But um, yeah, I mean, you got. Uh, who is it that's not? Who is it? Uh, Allen? Who is it? Allen? Who is it that said they're not? Working out for anybody that's not in the top ten. Uh, I thought that was yeah, a defensive sure. player. I, I think it might be that maybe it might be that card that Jalen Carter kid, the one that uh, there's the a couple. Falling, yeah, think. yeah, you're right. It is Carter. Yeah, there's well, a couple people Carter. that that had that attitude. I think too, but like, who's to but, say who's to say a team at fourteen's not trading into the top ten? Like, what kind of what kind of what kind of idiot? Yeah. Things like that, you know? Like, I'm not going to trade into the... If they, if they like them, they'll trade up for them. Like, what kind of... What kind of who is advising these these kids, man? They don't have... Carter. Carter's a little worrisome, it seems like. I mean, he might be a great player, but it seems like everything he says and does lately isn't too smart. Whoa, Herbert went number five, and Fields fell to uh, Tanner at six wow. to, to test got JJ. Man, wow. getting fields at six is like, that's like. That's a steal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this is the report. Uh, this was from me and Rappaport. This, I wanted to make sure I had it right. It was, uh, he was saying that he has, he has uh, scheduled visits with the Ravens, Texans, uh, Bills, and the Cowboys mm-hmm. for uh, JSN. He, yeah, he J- already uh, visited the, uh, the Falcons already. JSN should go to the Bears, or uh, I hope he doesn't go to New England, guys. With with Mac there, and I'll, uh I'd be I'd want to vomit in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope he goes to New England. Yeah, pro for for you. Steven's a Patriots fan, right? Yeah, I don't really like Mac Jones. If you yeah. want me to be honest, yeah. I uh, my thing is with him is that. Uh, the reason why I say that is because I know that he did good with like a good coaching staff. Uh, I just don't I don't show him as a guy that can push the ball down the field. He looks like he's just like one of those short throwers. And like when it comes to like for like when you have to actually like throw deep, I don't see him as a guy that can do that. I'm, so that's I'm why not I'm high on him. I think I think his arm's good enough. I mean, but but you got to surround him with a lot of talent if you're going to get anything out of him. So. Yeah, Matt, I mean, I'm not, I'm not yeah. sold on him at all, but I'm, I'm afraid he's, he's what the Patriots got. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like think Mac Jones. 
I don't like Mac Jones at all. What is the best amount to deposit? If you can, D Philly 100 because they'll match up to $100 dollar for dollar. So if you deposit 100 using the link that I provide in the live chat that's pinned or the link in every every video in the description or using code Smitty when it asks you for how you heard about about them, um, they'll give you up to $100 bonus match. So if you deposit 100, they'll give you 100. So you can do it. You know, off 200 bucks, you can do a ton of these $10 drafts. Not to mention the $25 ones have... Ron, what is the what are the prizes on the Mania? The $25 Mania? What are the prizes on that? Or what were they last year? Because it's a $25 draft instead of 10 And the, the prizes yeah. are much well, bigger. Well, last year, last year, top prize was $2, two million the first. Yeah, two, two M's. And bro. they also played top... Yeah, they also played... Uh, Regular season top score, most points, got a million bucks. Yeah. I want, hey, you, you guys want to see something crazy? Is anybody into basketball? Anybody yeah, into? I am. Okay, I'm going to show you my fantasy basketball team um, that I drafted on Underdog two months ago, bro. Over two months ago, I drafted this playoff team. After, after I pick here, I'll, I'll show it to you. I, and I, and yeah. I, you know, Bijan went 17 in this super flex a little early, you know, but, but I feel like once you get to like round or pick 17, 18, it starts to kind of shift back to normal a little bit for our group. But in, and if you're drafting outside of our group, it goes heavy quarterback for a while. So our, our drafts are hard that you can't really use them to, to, okay. Um, I'm on deck here. I've got Josh Allen at QB. You know my my theory: how to smash and dominate and absolutely crush a, a super flex draft is get a top five overall pick. You draft your quarterback, then you revert back to normal draft mode, unless the right quarterback falls. But right here, I've got Garrett Wilson there. I've got you know, there's a ton of options for me. Um, I don't like the quarterback options. At this stage, I'm going to go Garrett Wilson. So I, I'm starting off with uh, Josh Allen and Garrett Wilson. Good start. Uh, let me go to my. Yeah. I'm up in five picks. So let me yeah. wait, and then I'll show you my ba- my basketball team. But anyway, in in underdog yeah. fantasy, the basketball playoff draft. It's very similar to the. What were they called? Mittens. The pl- what were the playoff drafts called, Ron? Mittens. Mittens. Yeah. Yeah. So similar Mittens. similar to that, I drafted a month ago. No, two months ago. Two months ago. Because that, that was when the Durant trade happened. It was like two months ago. And I, I drafted I, what I think to be one of the most unbelievable teams because I got to draft players that were pretty much out of the playoffs, a lot of people thought, like LeBron. Two months ago or a month and a half ago, Steven, wasn't LeBron, wasn't, weren't the Lakers like toast? Yeah, no, you were right two months ago that they were toast and uh, they were. Uh, it's like before, like they made all those they, they made all those trades with that, uh, like Hachimura and stuff like that. And uh, I I also think like two months ago, I don't know how long ago it was because I remember he did get hurt. I don't know if that was like when you were drafting or if that was a little bit later on too. I yeah, I think he, I think he did get hurt right before it. Uh, so I, bro, wait till you see my team. It, and the crazy part is. Everybody on my roster is at least in the play-in game. I think you could you could take a look <laughs> yeah, at it and, and see. You might even know more about the matchups than I. Then okay, hold on one second. Kenneth Walker's there. 
Kenneth Walker's there. I'm on the clock. So far, Uh, I've got Josh Allen and Garrett Wilson. Uh, Obviously, if I can, Barkley's there too, though. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to draft a well-rounded squad if at all possible. But I'm going to go Walker. Mm -hmm. I I love Walker. Walker and uh, Josh Allen and Garrett Wilson. Phenomenal start in a super flex. Okay, let me go into this completed... Okay, the dance qualify qualifier. Here's my team, bro. Here's my team. And they, they graded me the worst in the entire draft because I was drafting guys that weren't going to make the playoffs, they thought. Bro, my guards, Steph Curry, Trey Young, Russell Westbrook. Okay? My... Yep, uh- they're on the play. They're on the. Uh, I know Westbrook's in the play-in right now. And yep. With uh, the Clippers and uh, Trey Young's also in the play play-in right now with the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> My ready, Durant, yep. Le- Leonard, LeBron James, Anthony Edwards. It's loaded. And I've <laughs> yeah. got uh, I've got Anthony Davis, DeAndre Ayton, and and Jackson Jr. Jaron Jack. I mean that every single player is. In at least the play, yeah, in the play. Uh, I'm really yeah. excited about this this draft. The uh, the prizes for this one, and and granted, if people are drafting late, because I believe you can still draft in it right now, they're gonna have a better shot at maybe avoiding some of the the players that are already ruled out. But I already avoided that, and I got LeBron, I got Curry, I got all these players ahead of time. But this is a hundred k to first place. Um. I'm excited about it. 28,000 entrants, so it's not like it's it's only 50% full. But, man, I'm excited about this. Curry, Trey Young, Westbrook, Durant, Leonard, LeBron. And I know I'm going to get some of these guys bumped out in the play, and I'm not going to have everybody, but I, I bet you. Yeah. I, I just I, I, I just was so, when I look back at that, because I hadn't looked at it for two months, I was like, holy crap. No, no, you definitely have a good team. Yeah, and you, and a lot of the guys too is that like you have in the like I know the Clip, the Clippers are uh, they actually clinch, so they'll be in the first round matchup with uh, with the Suns. So you definitely you definitely get those guys uh, to to actually uh, give you give you a lot of points. The only yeah. two, so far like the only the only three guys that could get knocked out is uh, the Pens is if is if the Lakers lose. But, but if not, you might end up just only losing uh, Anthony Edwards, and uh, you'll have LeBron, LeBron and Anthony Davis for for a couple series, and depending on how the Hawks series goes, you can have uh, uh, Trey Young too, even for like another series if they win. Yeah, and 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 so golf saying no stack to the finals. I mean, I got I got Laker I got Laker player, but but the the other thing too though, golf is that. And I know that you're you're right to it in a sense that if I don't have the perfect stack, but it's hard to draft that stack in a six, um, a six uh, owner draft. So like even if you were to draft it right now, stacking is going to be very difficult to stack more than a couple scenarios. And I kind of did stack, you know, the best that one could. And and also, yeah, it's like um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, even having. You know, a handful of players in there. You don't even. You're gonna have to. You know, obviously, you know, the finals. You could have potentially. You know, I have a stack. I could have like three or four guys in that final game. We'll see. I mean, LeBron alone could carry me. And the fact that most people that drafted LeBron because he was. Oh, hold on. Let me show you the ADP on these guys too. Completed. Okay. Uh, look where I drafted Bron. So here's here is the draft. Yeah, 
So I dropped. It's going to be a second I know on on the YouTube part because it's still it uh it it still has like some guys drafting. Like the last player I got to see was Jared Goff getting selected. Durant, I took one overall, mainly because I, I I was you know I was so excited about Durant getting traded. This is two months ago. Durant won overall. Steph Curry, uh, DeAndre Aiden, Leonard, um, Jackson Jr., Anthony Davis, and oh, then Le- LeBron because he was injured and because he wasn't mm-hmm. expected to be in, even in the playoffs. I cut him in the seventh round, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, I see that on the thing. I see you got LeBron at the seventh round, and you also got uh, Anthony Edwards in that eighth. Oh, round. I'm gonna time out. I'm gonna time out. I'm gonna time out. I'm gonna time out. Hold on. Oh. I don't know if that was the right move to make. I was going to time out. Um, I, lo- I mean, I love Tony Pollard, so I'm fine with that. Oh, yeah. That looks great. That looks great. What a g- Three seconds left. W- look what we, we just cooked up. <laughs> Tony Pollard, Kenneth Walker, Garrett Wilson, Josh Allen. I'm fine with it. Um, who could I have taken, though? Wide receivers. You know, those are good wide receivers, but I don't think I, I'm going to lose any sleep over that. Running backs. Nope, not losing any sleep over that. Quarterbacks, some good QBs there, but I'm not losing sleep over that. Travis Etienne, Devontae Smith. Yeah, I would have taken Paul in there. Three seconds, I was on I was on it. I, I could smell Tony Pollard's uh, ADP was just sitting there, and I just I marinated on it for three seconds, hit the, hit the button, smash. Thank you, D Philly, for using the promo code, bro. Did you get a $100 bonus match, D Philly? Uh, golf, you might be right. Maybe I don't have enough stacking going on, but I'm pretty sure that if you did a draft, you might find it a lot harder to stack because people are sniping those players. And it's like, I, I don't know that you would get more than, I don't know that you get more than like maybe two players on a team to maybe a four or maybe five, but four players total in that finals. I think you find it. I don't know if you've been yeah. doing a lot of the the basketball underdog drafts or not, but all right. What am I doing here, Ron? Who should I take? I've got uh, so far. I've got Pollard. I got Kenneth Walker. I love my running backs. I got Josh Allen. I got Garrett Wilson. I'm on the clock. Kyler's there. I'm not going near that. Hawkinson's there. That's not bad. Debo's there. I'm gonna probably avoid Debo. <sighs> Anthony Richardson. Mm. I kind of like Anthony Richardson. DJ Moore here is good. I don't need wide receivers. Um, I mean, running backs right, currently. I kind of want it. I could go Watson. Do I go Watson, Ron? Or do I go Watson? Watson? No, no. Christian Watson, Drake London, Hawkinson, oh, yeah. Yeah. or Anthony Richardson. You got to get those guys. Yeah, but do I go Anthony Richardson? No. I... Well, super you, but... Uh... I'm going Watson. How many quarterbacks you got right now? I just got the one. I'm going to go Watson. Why not? Uh, you, need, you need some more quarterbacks. <laughs> I like how Ron just told me to go Watson. <laughs> and then with two seconds left, I That's swing back here. around you and you need, need to go quarterbacks. <laughs> well, I didn't know you only had one. <laughs> it's okay, Ron. I, I didn't know you it's what I wanted to do. I'm just... I'm just laughing. It's what I wanted to do. Jordan Love was who I was targeting. I really wanted Jordan Love. I love Anthony Richardson, but yeah, and I don't know. You're funny. You're funny when you do that, Smitty, because it's like 
you're like, Ron, what do you think I should do here? But in reality, you're always going to do what you want to do anyway. It doesn't make a difference what I say. I know, but it was, well, no, I, I, take, I, take, I took it seriously. I weighed it. You know, if you would have said, Smitty, you passed on a quarterback here. You're going to regret it later. You probably would have had me going, you're probably right, bro. You know, so I, I go, Ron, um, do I go Anthony Richardson here? We got Christian Watson, Drake London. And then, and then you said, uh, "Oh, you gotta you, get, you gotta get Watson." When you guys. were asking me, you should grab this player to stack with. Uh, no, <laughs> I ain't worried about stacking like you are. Look, look at this, <laughs> look at this squad: Josh Allen, Kenneth Walker, Tony Paul, and Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson. Let's hope I can get a QB in here, but it's a good little team. Uh, Stephen, what else you got? Uh, also, Char uh, on Twitter. Because uh, I know the, Uf, the, the UFC fight on uh, Saturday, uh, and it was in uh, it was in Miami. Aaron Donald was in the uh, was in the crowd, and uh, Mike McDaniel uh, walked up to him and like and like hugged him and stuff. And then uh, you, you can see uh, the NFL uh, page they tweeted it. Uh, Mike McDaniel was like whispering, Hot Rick. and everybody was thinking that uh, the, like what they were whispering was that uh, Mike McDaniel was trying to let him know that he was gonna like, uh, try to trade for him. Uh, from Miami to go to the Rams. I don't know if you saw that. Right, who 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 did you say was getting traded? Do you think? No, uh, I, I I think it was just like fans like spec more so like like people on like some, Twitter sorry. speculating, but like um, it was uh, Aaron Donald because they're the U oh, the last yeah. UFC this last like UFC they're in Miami, so Aaron Donald was like sitting like front row. And um, Mike Mike McDaniel just like walked up to him and like they like, gotcha. feel like they're just like shaking their hands. It looked like yeah, it was just like I don't know. a regular Maybe. thing. Maybe. But it was like the way that he's like whispering to him, I guess. Maybe. Uh, celebrate the first super chat from D Philly. D Philly, appreciate you. I had the super chat notifications turned off. The spaceman notifications are back on, so I apologize you didn't get your proper dance. But D Philly dropping a ten dollar hauler. But before that was Avi. Avi, you still here, bro? I'm so sorry I, I didn't see this super chat when you dropped it. Avi, if you're here, important to get a top five QB. Don't weigh over force it, though. Um, yeah, but you got a top five pick. You have to go quarterback. But I think that's what you're saying. Just don't force it like in, at seven or eight overall. I think that don't. was from before. I think I think he was talking about just a regular draft. That was from a while ago. Okay. Avi, thank you for dropping that. Avi, you still here? And then D Philly dropping the the, the nine ninety nine hauler. Let's send him to the moon. To the moon. Thank you, D Philly, for dropping that. D Philly said, "We gonna do a draft again tonight. Let's go." Um, these take so long, D Philly. I feel so bad because he just you know just, he just got in. You're gonna be good to go for the future drafts, though. We do. We're gonna do one tomorrow night. We're gonna do one Thursday night. We're gonna do one Friday night, Saturday night. So I probably can't because these take like forty five minutes. I can't start another one. Um, but D Philly, do one and get ready. Do, like do one alongside of us, and then tomorrow night jump in, right about midnight Eastern. Sometimes about 20, 30 minutes late. But get ready for tomorrow night. We're doing one. Okay. The test. Let's see what the test this team is. He's got Jacobs and Monty, Jefferson, Alave, and Kelsey. Love the Alave, Jefferson, and Kelsey. Not huge on Jacobs and. At the risk of look, I, I'm always honest. I, I I know Ron. Sometimes you 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 know you think I dig my heels in on some guys, but I feel like I'm pretty good about changing directions, and I do promote that and preach that. You know, like like adjust and adapt. 
at the risk of Flounder thinking he's right, I got to say, like, I don't love drafting Monty right now. <laughs> I just, it's not, it's not that I think Flounder's right <clears throat> because Flounder's, uh, Flounder seems irrational when he argues. If Flounder, call in if you're there. But like, oh, Pickett just went, Ron, I would have taken Pickett there for you. Hold on one second. Let me go. <laughs> hey, do I go Stafford? Pickens. Do I go Stafford? He's by, healthy. he's by far the best quarterback option here. But do I pass on Stafford and go? Who's after Stafford? You know what I'm going to do? Oh, I'm, I'm taking a risk. I'm going to go Kyle Pitts. <clears throat> I'm going to go Kyle Pitts. I know I'm taking a huge risk with no second quarterback, but... The thing about Superflex is you can take it's not two required quarterbacks. There's a big difference between a two mandatory QB league and a Superflex. However, you're most likely going to have an uphill battle if you're not starting two quarterbacks every week because it's a huge advantage. But I've got a couple tricks up my sleeve, so I'm going to I'm going to wait on that. Um, I, I love I love my team. Josh Allen, Kenneth Walker, Tony Pollard, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Kyle Pitts. Feeling pretty good about it. If I land my sleeper quarterbacks and I get any production at all, that's where you take things to the next level. Just like you might draft. Anybody that knows you knows who your sleeper quarterback picks are. Ron, I'm sorry. You're cutting in and out there. What you said wasn't clear. (laughs) (laughs) Can you repeat that in about 27 seconds, Ron? Um, not, not everyone's worried about sniping people. Uh, what was what was I saying before that though? I don't know. That you got some tricks up your sleeve. No, no, no. Before that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Dallas Goddard. Okay, well. Well, I mean, no one took a quarterback. No one took a quarterback. I survived that turn. I really, really, really <laughs> like. I know that. I know that it's risky, but I really like Sam Howell a lot. And part of me, when Matthew Stafford was on the, when I was on the clock for Stafford, my heart was telling me to take Sam Howell. Like, even though you got to take Stafford in front of Sam Howell. But the way I justify it is I let someone else take Stafford. I mean, if he felt to me, I probably would have taken him. But getting Kyle Pitts and Sam Howell, I feel so much better. Like, in my, in my gut about that combo. With, yeah. uh, with best ball, too, you can kind of wait on your second quarterback and, like you said, hope you hit on a few sleepers mm-hmm. if you want to take that strategy. Like Mike White. Anyway. Mike White and Sam Howell, like that could rotate for you perfectly. <clears throat> I know you don't like him, but Des- Desmond Ritter might might be all right. I mean, he might be I, gone. I know a lot of people don't like him, but <laughs> I think he was still there. Oh, yeah, he is still there. You're right. I got another trick uh, up my sleeve, he, though. He, actually, he, run, he runs better than people realize, too. Oh, Monty. Monty was what I was saying. So, at the risk of making oh, right, Flounder, right. you know, think he's... Because the weird thing is Flounder flipped. Me and Flounder switched positions. <laughs> Flounder was coming in saying I was absolutely ridiculous that I liked Monty <laughs> over Swift. And I was think, thinking he was ridiculous. Then he calls up and says, Smitty, you guys remember? Flounder called in and said, Smitty, mm-hmm. I've changed my tune. I like Monty a lot, and I don't lie. I like him more than Swift. And now I'm feeling almost not the opposite, but like uh, looking at the test team right here, 
the test no look the test first of all <clears throat> your two wide receivers your tight end you, you have the an amazing trio right there so i don't want you to take this in a wrong way and jacobs was a leading rusher like i could be wrong about how he performs this year too but like when i see monty i don't know why i'm not getting the vibe is any am I wrong? Are you guys feeling really, really good about Monty, or am I? Am I? Are you guys? Feeling I think there's just an. I think. I think there's just kind of an unknown between it being a new team. And yeah. Then Swift is always kind of lingering there. You know, he's just kind of hovering there. You don't know what he's gonna do. Uh, golf says you should do a draft off stream. At times, you would get a great edge with your knowledge and not get sniped. I do golf. Believe me. I like I still like drafting with you guys, but I definitely definitely need to make sure I get my fill of, you know, no snipage. Uh let's see here. I like my squad. Woo doggy. Hey, you, you you guys like this? Yeah. I feel like it's really good. Monty is just weird, says Ada. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You know, and I, now that now that Flounder's flipped and he likes Monty more than Swift, I don't feel as bad about flipping back if I need to. You know? <laughs> like, I don't have to worry about digging my heels in on that debate with Flounder. Thank God. And, and it's not that I don't think Monty can do well. I mean, he's, he's stepping into a role where his predecessor ran 17 touchdowns into the end zone and, and the Lions loved to run the ball. And I like Monty a lot, but for some reason, when I look at him on my roster, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I like it as my, I don't like him as running back too. Now this is super flex and it's a real, real important to keep in mind. Ah, Pickens went real important to keep in mind that like you're gonna have weaknesses if you're stacking quarterback a certain way and super flex always does make your team look a little thinner but my whole strategy of how to dominate a super flex why is it frozen here i gotta back out and come back in um my whole strategy is super flex and i'll show my team in one second i'm gonna go charbonnet he, he's a, it's a little early here, but he's like five, six running backs down, and I don't trust you guys. But so when you look at someone like Detest team, let me just Detest. I'm sorry, I'm picking on your team and your team again. I just want you to know, I love the trio that you got. You fantastic, you know, trio that you have. But look at Detest team here. Does anybody feel totally satisfied here? You've got Kelsey, phenomenal. You got JJ, phenomenal. Alave, phenomenal. And then there's a little bit of cost of getting that stack, right? You got Bryce Young and Jimmy G. Bryce Young and Jimmy G doesn't feel amazing, right? Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery, it's very arguably good, but doesn't feel amazing, right? But if if you do the approach that I preach, where you go QB early, you bless with a top five pick, right? And then you then you so you draft Fields or, or Burrow or Mahomes or Josh Allen, and then you come back. And you, you flip back into normal draft mode and draft against traffic. You don't worry about chasing the quarterback, the second quarterback. Does my team, answer honestly, I won't have hurt feelings. Does anybody feel like my team looks like a normal draft? Like you walk out and you say smash. You know, like, 
I feel like Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Kyle Pitts, Walker, Pollard, Charbonnet, Josh Allen, it very much mirrors like a dominant, well-rounded one QB league draft. And it should because I avoided pushing my... But but the thing that's crazy about that when you, when you really think about it... Hold on, I'm, I'm up again. I got to do it, guys. Be totally honest. What you don't like about the test team is that he's got Jimmy G. I mean, that's that's really the issue there. It was it's one of the issues, but I don't think it necessarily makes me wrong. It just means that that's an identifier for me. But but here's my here's my thing though. Okay, I, I, this is gonna be hard to like convey, and I need to make a video about it and be a little more clear. But okay, so now now I've got Charbonnet and Camara. You guys know I draft Camara late, but my whole point is this. If if I was to draft this team in a one QB draft, okay, follow, follow me for a second. I wouldn't be able to draft this team, but yet I'm doing it because I'm in a, a two QB league. So, like, take a look at this for example. Who's my first round pick? It, it, let's pretend this is a one QB league. Who's my first round pick? I got Josh Allen. He's, oh, it would be Wilson, right? Is it Wilson? Is it Garrett Wilson? Is it Kenneth Walker? Is it Josh? Yeah, so probably Garrett Wilson. Who's my second round pick? Is it Walker? Is it Josh Allen? Or is it'd it be both? Walker, but, it'd be Walker, but then Allen would be gone probably. Right. So what have I done right now? I've drafted a team that you can't draft in a 1QB league. Who's my third round pick? Yeah. I mean, Who's my third round pick? He's in round two. Well, He's in round two. Right. Watson is my next guy. Kyle Pitts, Tony Pollard is a, th- a third or fourth round oh, guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So th- yep. the reason this this wins Superflex leagues is because it somehow when you go early QB, QB top five and you assemble a team that has that that quarterback, I'm resetting my thinking and I start going into normal one quarterback draft mode while everybody starts chasing quarterback and I start scooping up players that in a one QB setting belong so much later or earlier. And I just clean up this team does not, I should not have this team. I I know that sounds really arrogant to say about my squad, but Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Kyle Pitts, Kamara Charbonnet, Tony Pollard, Kenneth Walker, Josh Allen, and still have a pretty decent second quarterback option. I just feel like this team is absolutely stacked to the rafters, and it's not even a team you could humanly possibly draft in a regular best ball one QB draft. That's a, that's that's like a pretty good example too, because like so essentially, like if you look back at last year, I know this year will be different and everything, but if you took like Chase Lamar as your second pick, if he, I know he might not have fallen, but say you got Lamar or um, Herbert or Danny Dimes or someone as your second QB, how much more are they going to give you than that extra player you got instead of taking that second QB or, you know, like Kenneth Walker or Gare Wilson or something? Yeah, and so Golf's question is a very, very good one. It says, isn't QB the most advantageous position in Superflex? The answer is yes. But the thing is, I'm banking on Sam Howell and, and another approach that I have, you know, planned or whatever. That's going to secure me, I believe, close enough production to the comparables that I could have drafted. Uh, let, let's say like Danny Dimes, for example. Danny Dimes is going where in a super flex round, round two? 
going round two, round two, three yeah. turn, probably round two. And I'm telling you, I'd rather have my strategy by 100,000 miles. Uh, let me see who else I'm going to draft here. I need wide receivers kind of badly. Do you like Addison? I like Addison. I'm going to go Addison. Okay. So, <clears throat> I'd rather have, because I'm hitting home runs at all of the other positions, Kenneth Walker, Tony Pollard, Charbonnet, Kamara. Like, that running crew is insane. Potential. Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, Addison. That's a very, very good wide receiver room and a mandatory two wide receiver system. And then uh, Kyle Pitts. Like, I love Kyle Pitts. Now, some people don't. My only focal focus is to land that second quarterback. And if I even remotely land it, even remotely, I, I'm, I've got such a huge advantage everywhere else. Is my disadvantage point greater than the disadvantage points that everybody else is going to have? And again, I hate to keep using the test team because he has a fire, you know, combination of some guys. But is is his quarterback room going to beat mine? No. First of all, my quarterback room's better. Is his wide receiver room plus tight end room going to beat mine? Probably because he's got Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, and Kelsey. But I don't think he beats me out in those other two spots at all. So it's kind of like, you know, for me, I, I feel like I'd rather have the one weakness and, and hit on the sleepers. And so, like, here here we go. So I'm, I'm up right now. What, what is the best way to safeguard my my approach? I've got Josh Allen as my QB1. I've got Sam Howell as my QB2. What can I do? This guy right here, Jacoby Brissett, the other Washington quarterback. Now I have the entire Washington commander quarterback room, Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett. I'm guaranteed quarterback starts. And even if the Washington guys are a little less, you know, than a Danny Dimes, is it was it worth it? The answer to me is absolutely. Yeah. Would now would you do the same thing even even not in a best ball, just a regular super flex? Uh yeah. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I showed this approach and it and it's like it's not like it's you know, the the approach isn't the craziest approach in the world. It's more because, it, I mean, a lot of people might naturally draft this way, right? If you get a top five, top six yeah. overall pick, you're just at a huge advantage point. It's almost like the best way to describe this is you're looking at this team, right? If you took Josh Allen off the roster, it still is par for the course an amazing round for round doesn't miss a beat one QB draft. And so when you get that top five overall pick and you're, you're, you're gifted Josh Allen, the draft doesn't begin yet. I'm just given a free Josh Allen. When you get a top five pick at a super flex draft, it is, you're getting a, you're getting a, a home run gift of a pick and everyone else is just trying to catch up. And so, you you have to take advantage of the second, third, and fourth round talent that is by far outweighing positionally the running back, wide receiver, and tight end players that are on the board than going for the second leftovers quarterbacks because Sam Howell and Brissett are going to compete with Danny Dimes. 
it, whether I get beat out by Danny Dimes' production at the end of the day, Howell and Bursette compete enough that I'm crushing these other positions, like everybody, in my opinion. Now, maybe I'm wrong on Pollard. Maybe I'm wrong on Walker. Like, I might have the wrong guys. Some of you might be saying, well, I saw the draft, Smitty. And when you took, if I go to the board and where I put, where I picked, uh, I'm in the four hole, where I picked Walker, someone may have taken A.J. Brown or Barkley. Where I picked Tony Pollard when I had three seconds left, I had to just make a split decision. Maybe someone takes ETN or Devontae Smith or T. Higgins. And that's okay. You're using process, not the players. Use the process. But my my whole point being, yeah, that, that, that would be that's with hindsight though. Later on, someone could say, "Oh, you should have taken this guy or that guy." But yeah, right, right now in the draft, you you got to take your guys that you you want, you think are going to be good. Hey, um, D, yeah, I'm in the four spot, and D, I'm so sorry I can't draft another one. These just take forty five minutes or so. But but you'll be ready to go for tomorrow night, and. You'll you'll be just make sure you're here by midnight Eastern, okay? And turn turn notifications on so you don't miss it. Where do I go here? I could go back up tight end. It's a pretty important position, or I could continue to draft quarterback and try and really secure up. Man, do I go, do I take Baker Mayfield here, guys? Get another potential. Is Dave go. You what? Is Zay Flowers gone? I saw he was up there like a, a round ago. Uh, he's still there. Ron, do you like Zay Flowers or Baker here? How many quarterbacks you got? Got a roll. Got a roll. I'm gonna go Baker. Um, I have. This is my team. I got Josh Allen. Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield. I probably would have won Flowers. Ron, Ron, my life's on the line. Four seconds, go. (laughs) 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 Boom. I'm gone. Ron at my funeral. I would have taken Zay if he would have asked me. <laughs> who, who are your wide receivers right now? Uh, I'm a little thin at wide receiver, but you you do only you're only required to start three two of them. But not that you shouldn't have a lot of yeah. them. But I got Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, and, and Jordan Addison. But I'm a little more prone yeah, to let that that fourth wide receiver slip a little and get a sleeper, you know, like Hodgins or something like that. Yeah, then to miss good. out on yeah. maybe Baker doing some Baker things that. You know, it could be uh, good. You know, the team people, got the other day, it's like from the third from the third spot, I shouldn't be able to get this team, but I did. And that was uh, Jalen Hurts, Bryce Young, Baker Mayfield, Mike White were my quarterbacks. And then from my running back, Walker, Kenneth Walker, Charbonnet, um, good. Izzy Abanacandana, uh, Jalen Ward, Evan Hall. But then my receivers, I got A.J. Brown, go with Hurts. I got Devontae Smith, go with Hurts. Picked up George Pickens, Hyatt. Um, I got Dallas Goddard. So I got every single piece of Philly that I could get. Ron, life is on the line. Mooney, Aconqua. Mooney. Mooney. 
Yeah, I just want I want to I want Ron to get I wanted to get Ron's answer, and I, I went with it. Ron, I, I I went with it. I took Mooney. I needed a wide receiver, so I was waiting for Ron to go. Well, who's your tight ends? <laughs> Three, two, one, boom! Dead, dead. Ron, life's on the line. Two seconds. Well, telling me who? <laughs> okay, so that's pretty good. Uh, Mooney's my fourth wide receiver. Uh, you know, I don't love, love, love Mooney, but I think back in the wide receiver two role, healthy. I kind of like. Yeah, I kind of like him. You be all right. I'm liking the squad, man. It's feeling really good. The test. Let's see what the test. I've been kind of critical on some of the parts of his team, but Algier, I love your wide receiver room's fire. He got in Conquo. That's an awesome uh, tight end room. Let's see who else. Uh, Ada. This is Ada's team. Reactors. Kirk Cousin. Kirk Cousins. Derek Carr. Anthony Richardson. Very decent quarterback room in a super flex. Gibbs Herbert. Solid, yeah. Brian Robinson. I love Khalil Herbert, but it doesn't feel like the Bears do, which really sucks. But maybe that changes. And, and Brian Robinson's hard to That's trust. Bear, Bears fan. He's a Bears yeah. fan. Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Drake, London, Kirk, Christian Kirk. That's a fire wide receiver room. You only need two and a flex. Uh, Scotty Dew calling in. Hold on, Scotty. Boom. I think I got him in. Scotty Dew. It's a good team. Scotty Dew, what's up? You're live. Hello? Scotty calling again. I, mean, <laughs> I, must, I, must, I must have hit it right at the wrong time. Mooney to the moon. Maybe D Philly. We're hoping. Let's go 4.30 a.m. where I'm at right. Connecticut and Smitty still going. Appreciate you, Belichick, yourself. Uh, Steven, you got any thoughts? You're kind of quiet tonight. Oh, uh, well, actually, I have another uh, thing for you. Uh, did you see that uh, one of the Cleveland uh, writers was saying that they're worried about... Uh, um, Kareem Hunt's uh, speed said that he dipped a little bit. And mm-hmm. Seeing as how he didn't get signed, do you, do you think that a lot of the teams uh, feel that way? Because he still has, he's still out there, and nobody wants to pick him up. You think that yeah. teams are like feel feel the same? You know, we don't always know what the teams see, and you know, mm-hmm. we only have what we saw on the field last year. And maybe he's done some workouts and stuff, and he's shown that there's some concern. So the fact that you know, we're hearing that multiple teams feel like he's lost a step. And we kind of felt like he could go either way, but I was really feeling he could be a threat to somebody, but maybe he's a Zeke Elliott. Maybe Kareem Hunt has lost a step, and if he does land anywhere like Dallas, maybe it ends up being no different than if Zeke stayed, which, again, I wouldn't be worried about Zeke staying. I know, I know people would freak out. If Zeke Elliott gets released and somehow doesn't find a home and goes back to Dallas, which... Melvin Gordon did that. Remember, Melvin Gordon hit free agency and he came back. It wouldn't be the craziest yeah. thing in the world, but probably won't happen given the the contract and all that, and it just would be weird. Plus, he's getting released. He's not a free agent. So it, I'm just saying, like, let's just pretend in a fairy tale world, Zeke went back to Dallas. Pollard's ADP would would plummet, and it's a it's an irrational response because Zeke Elliott is a shell of himself. And it, but maybe Kareem Hunt isn't a big threat either. Maybe his value would plummet 
Tony Pollard if Kareem Hunt landed in Dallas, but maybe we want that. Maybe what, what those stories are true. Hard to know. Hey, Scotty, do you're live on the fantasy football show? How's Hawaii? Uh, pretty good, man. Uh, raining a little bit today. Got off work a little early. I worked seven hours instead of eight hours, so that's always great. But um, just watching watching the show and uh, kind of figure out what what kind of draft is this that you're doing. And I'd like to join in, but the only problem here in Hawaii is that it's basically illegal. So in order for me to <laughs> Go on my Yahoo leagues every year. I gotta hold on. I gotta I gotta fly to California every year what? before the season starts to do my one draft. small problem. <laughs> one small problem is you can't play. Uh, look at this guy complaining. Look at the the nerve on you, Scotty. Do you're in Hawaii and you, poor you, poor you, complaining, Scotty, is sitting in the, on the Waikiki beach right now with his feet up in a uh, you know a. a, a I don't know what kind of drink. What kind of drink do you drink? Are you a beer guy, or do you drink those, you know, nice orange juice and vodka, you know, drinks with fruit in them and pineapples? What do you? What, what's your drink of choice there, Scotty, in Hawaii? As you complain. Well, um, <laughs> no, I'm not complaining. I'm kidding, bro. I'm kidding. I'm, enjoying, I'm watching. I'm enjoying watching this draft. Which I'm kidding, bro. Looks like a pretty long draft, and then. Um, uh, my feet are not up on the beach. I'm actually, my feet are up on the couch, but the beach does sound pretty nice right now. Um, I like all drinks, man. Give them all to me. Give me the free ones. Give me the beer. Give me the vodka. Give me the tequila. Give me the rum. Give it all to me. I'll drink it all. Hey, man, <laughs> we, we appreciate you calling in. I was just joking with you, by the way. But I, I do envy you being in Hawaii. A lot of us do. Um, my last two picks, just so people know, I took Isaiah Hodgins, who I absolutely love. In the double-digit round range and super flex, he's going in round 15. Talk about a home run smash! That's crazy. Uh, Ron, you'd be proud of me, because you know I love Darnell Washington a lot. But took Dalton Kincaid as my backup tight end. I actually feel really, really good about it, considering how long I waited. So I've got I've got Kyle (laughs) Pitts and Dalton Kincaid. I really, really like that combination. I've got Hodgins, Darnell Mooney, and Jordan Addison as my my backup wide receivers, and Christian Watson and Garrett Wilson as my starters. I truly believe my flex will be a running back because I've got Kenneth Walker and Pollard as my starting two RBs. I got Zach Charbonnet and Kamara fighting for that that flex role. My quarterback room is Josh Allen, Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield. Some might say weak. I say crafty. Because of the, the, you know, afforded me to do all this, you know, uh, high dollar shopping at other positions. I'm liking it. Hmm. I, I feel like this is, I feel like this is maybe one of these teams hmm. we're going to look back on later and be like, oh boy, this one's in the, in the mix. I'm liking it. This is a squad. Hmm. This is a squad, Ron. Yeah, look at this team. What the hell? Look at this. Allen, Howell, Jacoby, fucking... Garrett, Christian Watson, what the hell? I know, bro. Look at it. This is, this is one of the better. What, the, what team is that? Who's that? This is me, bro. This is me. <laughs> That's your team? This is my no, team, Scotty Do. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. You have Josh he Allen. Like you what, Scotty? Josh Allen. That's your team with Josh Allen? It sure is, sir. How many times do I gotta tell you? You got you got you got that that Hawaii sand in your ears, you lucky duck. 
Get out of here, Mag. <laughs> hey, Scotty, how long would it take me to yeah. surf? How long could? How long would it take you to teach you to teach me to surf? You know what, dude? I love the ocean. I love swimming out he in the ocean. Surf. But um, the ocean is very dangerous. And I've been to the Big Eddie surf competition that they had a, a couple months back. It's like they have it once every. The last one was like seven years because. They need to have, there needs to be like um, something like 20 to 30 foot swells for like X amount of weeks at a time. And it's hard for that to happen. So me and my, uh, my bros, uh, me and my buddy went to the Big Eddie surf competition. We went, we got there like, shoot, like one in the morning to get a parking spot. And there's already people like side of the road, um, drinking already, hella early. We get there like one in the morning. Um, this was like going going towards like North Shore, uh, North North Shore part of the island, right? Where uh, in Waimea Bay, you guys can all YouTube it, man. It's freaking crazy. YouTube uh, Eddie Surf Competition 2023. It's freaking gnarly, man. I was there on the beach. Nice, bro. Me and my buddy get there like five five in the morning for a spot right in the beach, but uh, they also have hey. yellow caution tape where you can't get... Hold on, let me finish real quick. And it was just one of my... It was just one of the best experiences I've ever had, dude. But would I, would I surf? How long would it take me? Uh, I'm not even going to try it, man, because I have respect for the ocean, and uh, I'm good, bro. I'm good. <laughs> hey, um, my... So, you want to talk about da- danger. My my family, they're shark hunters oh, um, in, Hawaii, in Hawaii. So whenever they there's the shark population gets to a certain level, they call upon, you know, Casa de Smitty. Although it's my it's my cousin, so they don't share the same last name. But uh, they uh, go out and hunt sharks during a certain part of the year to keep the shark you know population down. But uh, yeah, so wild. yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Um, I haven't gone with them, but the next time I go to Hawaii, I'm gonna ask it. I don't even, I don't know if they do it in, in, anymore, but. It was something. New. What city? What city? Your family stay at? Where they stay at? Um, it's uh the main island. I I forget if they're in Waikiki or just on the outside of it. That's where I, whenever we so go, we, whenever we go, we go to Waikiki because it's right there. So they live in town. They live in the city. No, they live on on the bay. Their backyard is the bay. It's it's unbelievable. You open their doors open up and like literally the beach goes down into the bay. It's unbelievable. Beach goes down in the bay. The the backyard goes down into the the bay. Yeah, but that that doesn't sound like Honolulu, dude. That sounds like another part of the island. Well, I don't I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what city they're actually in. <laughs> I just know when we go visit them, it's not like a walk to their house from the Waikiki Beach, but we always stay in Waikiki when we go visit them. I don't know exactly what their their house has the doors that open straight up, and they've got like an extremely long backyard that goes straight into the bay. They got the railings that go out so nobody can get in their yard. It's unbelievable. Okay, it sounds more like a definitely different part, but yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I, I I don't know the exact city. Hey, what? Smitty, before you no, let but... Scotty go, I got a question for him. Go Are you ahead. letting me go? What the hell? No, that wasn't me. Scott, Scotty oh, seems yeah, a, Scotty, Scotty's a little... Scotty, you're a little worked up tonight. You're a little little fire plug tonight. <laughs> I, I didn't say a word. <laughs> I'm chilling, man. Scotty, I just had a question for you. <laughs> Scotty. Yeah. 
my mom was at that surfing uh, that surfing contest you just talked about, and she said those waves hit 50 feet. Bro, this, dude, this is freaking crazy, bro. I had binoculars, dude. It was like one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life, dude. It was so cool, dude. Hey, yeah, well, she just well, got back, and she said that uh, the waves were so high that if people lost their boards, that they had all sorts of people on little uh, little ski doos and little and rescue, and they had people be taken to the to the oh, aim yeah, to the hospital. Oh, yeah. yeah, so they were on, and the helicopters in the air were looking out for the sharks. But she said she couldn't believe how tall the the waves were, and she watched a guy go out there. And he got on top of the 50 foot wave and it looked like a dot. And then he, he came Dude. in and he, he lost it and he got smashed by the water. Hey, I can't, I don't think people realize how far 50 feet is. Yeah, and Scotty Do, Scotty Do ain't joking. The power of the, the to have respect for the ocean. When we were on the, the Moke Islands, I've told this story yeah, before. I ain't joking. I, I won't surf, bro. Yeah, when I was on the Moke Islands, I've told this story before. What people don't understand, especially tourists, about the ocean is when you get out to be about a mile out in the Moke Islands. Uh, what, what beach are what, what beach are the Moke Islands on, Scotty? Is that the Waikiki Beach? Well, no, well, first of all, before I get to the Moke Islands, no tourist is gonna go out to well, except you, I guess, a mile out to the ocean. Well, no, you take a okay, so you take a canoe out to the Moke Islands, and they're literally. Yeah, but most people don't do that, dude. I'm just saying. Well, they don't mean more, Scotty, because they put a sign out there because of us. Um, because of the, you, <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a sign, there wasn't a sign Don't do before. What does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so oh, let me l- let me just get let me tell this story here. Moke, is it how do you spell right, the Moke okay. Islands? Is it M O K E? What What is it? Mokes, M O. Let me look it up. I'll look it up while you tell your story. Here, here it is. Mokalua, I think it's called the Mokalua Islands, right? Mokalua, Mokalua, yeah, okay, so so they uh. I'm like, where's my phone? It's in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me let me show it on my phone real quick. Hold on. Moke Moke Islands. Moke. Remember, Scotty, you said tequila, vodka, beer, anything, anything goes, right? Okay, so real quickly, I got to get back to the draft. Let me explain this. So here here are the Moke Islands right here, the Mokalua Islands. Okay, you can kind of see them right here. They're two islands. They're they don't look like they're a mile out. But they're two islands. They're a mile out to the ocean. That's the ocean. Okay. Yeah. What, 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 what's what's uh, what's that other direction? Is that what what is? If you were to keep sailing, what would you hit? If you kept going that direction, do you know, Scotty? Like what what country? Uh, well, what land? Facing Kailua. So no, no, no. If you were to let's say you were to get on a boat and you were to continue to go past the Moke Islands, what land would you hit if you kept going? Okay, give me a moment, man. I gotta look at my GPS. Scott, Scotty's a little testy Ooh. tonight. Scotty. <laughs> God, hold Scotty, on, when man. you get, me, when on. you get off work, bro, you, you get a little testy. Gustavo never treats me like that. <laughs> what where would you hit you go straight to california man straight okay. to cali thank you for clarifying so this is the You're ocean the, the islands that i just showed her the that's the ocean that's not like the bay that's so it's a mile out when you get a mile out into the ocean and there's there's <laughs> islands sitting there there's no waves anymore right scotty there's swells there's no more waves yeah it, it's no, literally man. swells but the thing that the average person doesn't understand 
Um, God, I'm going to draft another quarterback. <laughs> to draft another quarterback. The thing that people don't understand is that the swells, they feel like they're not big, but they're literally like, they could be hundreds of feet in differential. You know, so like the bottom of the swell could be hundreds of feet down. And then when the swell comes up, it's, you know, 100 feet higher than the low point. And the part that people don't understand, if this microphone is the Mocha Lua Island, right? We're on, we're on the left side. We're on the left island. The swells are going like this, and they match the height of the island, if not a little higher. The swell matches the height of the island, and a tourist like me that is an idiot out there at 18, 19 years old, standing on the back end facing California on the back end of the, or the front end back end of the island, standing there with my brother with my hands on my hips going like a tourist. Look at, look at nothing but ocean. And here's the swell coming up, Scotty, I swear to you, where I can see turtles and fish and the, the swells above my head. And I don't know, I'm a tourist, I'm 18 years old. I don't realize that the swells are going to move gradually and wipe off the entire top of the island. <laughs> so we're sitting here on the on these Moke Islands, standing there with our hands on our sides, and the swell starts to move closer to the island. And we see all these turtles and fish and then it crashes right into the bottom of the Moke Island. It crawls up, and then we get a little bit of water that comes to our feet. On a really, how high would you say that is, Scotty? The Moke Islands are they like, how many stories high? If you had to guess. Well, if it if it if the waves are crashing that high, it must have been like what time of year was that? Because it also has to be like really high surf. I don't know. I was eighteen years old. You know what? What part of the year do you think you you came and did I, that? Uh, school was out, so summer. If summer? I had to guess, if I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Not sure. How high? Oh man, at least yeah, uh, hundreds of feet. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're big. I mean you could. I show. I showed it. Let me. Let me show one more time the the Mokalua Islands. Um, here, here, here are the. Like, they're huge. That's just a mile away. That's a mile away. Those are a mile away. I would I would venture to say... 800 feet. About 800 feet. 800 feet. So, what I'm trying to tell people is that <laughs> the water climbs to the top of those Mokalua Islands once yeah, the yeah. swell... The once the swell reaches, like, because the swell gradually moves... And so, you know, we see that it all of a sudden, like when it first crashed, when we walked around at the backside, Scotty, we were looking at it, mm -hmm. the swell would yeah. hit the bottom base of the island. We see turtles and everything and we wouldn't, no water would hit our feet. And then like 10 minutes later, you know, the crashes started hitting our feet and we, we didn't really realize this water is starting to climb. <laughs> and then before we know it, bro, the swell and maybe the swell didn't go above the mountain, but it crashed so hard against, let's say, the middle of the mountain. The water rushes over the top. And at least on the back end of that left Moak Island, maybe where we were standing wasn't at the tippy top. Maybe on the backside, because I was 18. It's a long time ago. Maybe it was a lower part, but it was facing, you know, that that swell. And so we, we got swept off, you know, and it's really high and scraped my back up. Um, my brother went off the side and in between the islands, there's jagged rocks. He went off. I'm like, say goodbye to my brother. He's, he's gone. 
I slide off and I land on him and he's holding on the side and I land on him. And so I grab on, we climb up, we're scratched up. Our backs are just wasted. If we would have fallen down, we would have definitely died because there was like jagged rocks on the inside part of where those two islands are. And we get to the other side, the, the, the side of the island facing, you know, Hawaii again. And yeah, there's my, there's my sand, my sandal was on the beach, bro. My sandal was sitting on the beach. It came all the way around. I lost the other one, but my sandal was right by our canoe. It was the craziest thing. We we so we we you know all bloodied up, canoe straight back to our our family, and we're like, don't go over there, don't go. And then they're like, give us the canoe, and like the cousins, and then they they go out <laughs> and they went out, but they didn't get wiped off. The swell was oh, it was crazy, bro. Um, I don't think people appreciate how how difficult it is to navigate waters like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and remember, you're talking about water is eight pounds per gallon, and it's moving like that, and just I, I'm with Scotty. I'm not getting in that kind of nut. If it's, it's up powerful. past my knees, I'm old. I, I want no part of that. I don't that think that thing will sweep hey, you away. I don't think you'll be a memory. I don't think people realize how powerful water is like scotty said earlier like it's water's the, one of the most powerful things in the world like it, it it's the force there's nothing that can like stop it like you you just we were just we were swept up man i remember i was i was like just getting blasted by this water straight over her head and like i said maybe i'm remembering the swell the swells definitely got higher than the point we were standing and again maybe we weren't on the tippy top part that you can't climb to but we were on the part in the front that was as high as you could climb to and so the water would but what would is be, that uh you need uh 18 inches of water to move at 25 miles an hour before vehicles get picked up uh yeah maybe it's crazy though this does, it but, doesn't take much who was asking me? Who was saying that their their mom went to that competition? That was me, Double A. My mom just got back from Hawaii just last week. Oh, Double A. Oh, okay. Is Ron Navy still in here? I'm trying to get to know people. Yeah, I'm still here. Ron Navy's always in the legend. Ron Navy. Hey, uh, uh hey, uh, what was it? Was it AJ? Was it AJ? 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 Ron? Oh, they just called me Double A. A.A. Rock. Uh, double, a. a. That was Smitty. <laughs> Smitty called me double A originally. A. a. My favorite yeah, chess player of all time is the initials are, are A.A. Uh, I see that, that's so cool that your mom got to see that stuff because that's one of the best experiences I've ever seen, dude. Because, and we, okay, so like I was trying to finish that story real quick, but when we, my buddy, got there onto the beach, we got a beach spot. It was like five in the morning. It was still dark. So we had like our um, our beach chairs and like this big old bag of like you know different drinks and snacks and stuff like that. And we were, ended up uh, um, sitting next to these college chicks who were hella friendly. So they're like just bullshitting with us all morning long, like just, just bullshitting, right? And um, it was still dark, and they put caution tape uh, uh, on the beach to where you don't want to go past. Keep- but they underestimated. Um, they underestimated that, and we, me, and my buddy, and everybody pretty much made a line, maybe ten to fifteen feet behind that. And sure enough, uh, while we're waiting for the sun to come up, 
freaking two feet of water comes up and freaking washes all up. I lost my sandals. Bro. Yeah. I lost his phone, his wallet. Bro. I'm like, oh, yeah. dude. Water that's above your head. Water that's above your head. Like, even if you're late, like, you get knocked like, over you, and it's above your head. You have zero ability um, when it's crashing to, like, you're just, you're, you know, you just better be lucky. There's nothing that's going to shove you on, like, rocks. Like, we, we got really lucky on it. Uh, hang tight real quickly. This is the team. So, I went really quarterback crazy. And I know a lot of people are going to say I drafted too many quarterbacks here. But I honestly don't feel like, um, with the lineup requirements being too running backs, two wide receivers, and then the flex. I don't feel like I, I I mean, I could potentially, let's say if Pollard were to get hurt and Charbonnet were to get hurt, and then I've got bye weeks, I could have, I should have drafted one more RB instead of the extra quarterback. I, I will agree with that. But wide receivers, I'm stacked. I mean, I don't need any. I, I, maybe I could have taken a running back instead of Nathaniel Dell is probably what I would have done. But my quarterback room is actually pretty crafty. I've got Josh Allen, Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett, so I've got the Washington guys. I got both Tampa Bay guys, Baker and Kyle Trask, and I got Bailey Zappi. So it's a lot of quarterbacks. I should have got one more. Superflex. I should have got one more. I should have got one more running back though. That was my that was my mistake because I'm talking about Hawaii. This is like a dynasty startup. What is this? It's a a Superflex best ball. Yeah, I don't even know how to. Underdog. I don't even know the rules for that. Yeah, underdog fantasy promo code Smitty is the only rule you need, Scotty Do. <laughs> Can you break it down for me or for everyone watching what best ball is if they don't know in one minute? Yeah, best ball is basically you draft a team one and done. You draft it and then you don't set a lineup. You don't add a player. There's nothing to do. You don't even get to adjust it at all. You draft it. It's locked in. And the lineup requirements are different per best ball draft this is a super flex so there's one mandatory quarterback one super flex two running backs two wide receivers one flex regular flex one tight end and the rest are bench players and the system will automatically start the highest scoring players each week for you so that's why they call uh, it best ball. Highest. so what okay so uh, so they're all in the lineup, or the top scorers are, are finishing for you, and then so, you basically against somebody else's top scorer. Let's say Sam Howell outscores Josh Allen; he will be my number one quarterback that week, whether I want it or not. He's forced into that spot because he's the highest scorer. Then it's super flex. So Josh, <laughs> what? Yeah. You what? So the system automatically generates the highest scoring after that week is done uh, uh, versus your opponent's best scored uh players as well yeah so it's it's your it's your top quarterback your top super flex option it's all started for you it's all it just come it just comes it gets set for you based on the highest scores so for example if josh allen and howell are the top two scoring quarterbacks and assuming howell outscores all my other flex options because it's a super flex or take Superflex out of it. If let's say you do a normal draft and it's one QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, one flex, and one tight end, your top scoring tight end is going to start for you. The rest will get zero points no matter how they do. It'll just insert your top scoring tight end. It'll insert your top scoring quarterback. The rest will not score you points no matter how they do. And and at the end of the year, who scores the most points? And you just kind of go through like that. It's, it's, it's really the initial reaction people have is, oh, what fun is that? You don't get the... But the, the advantage is you get to draft 100 drafts. 
And at the end of the year, you come in and you see what four, five, six, seven, eight teams, ten teams that are advancing, and then you start following it. You're like, holy crap, look at the strategy I deployed. You know, I got Camara at pick number um, 100, and if Camara ends up busting, so be it. If he ends up balling out, I got him at pick 100, you know. So it, it, it's, a, it's a fun way to draft, bro. So, so one quick question on, on this. So basically, the winner isn't determined until the week is done, completed. The winner isn't determined until week 18 or week 17. No, I mean, okay, no, sorry. I, the question was wrong. It was worded wrong. So the winner of week, so say you're playing your buddy and the, uh, because. You're not playing anybody. You're still- not playing anybody. It's total point race, best ball. Through week 14, the top two, depending on the contest, because every contest is a little bit different, the top two or three teams after week 14 advance to the next round. And then and then they start weeding them out. And it's once you get into, like, let's say there's, you know, 70,000 entrants into this particular contest, and it closes after a certain amount fills or whatever. But let's say at the very end you keep advancing after week 14 – when you get to week 17, there'll be about 200 people left. The highest score that week wins the entire prize. And and in this particular draft that we just did, first place is going to get $100,000. Second place gets forty k. It's $10 to enter. You oh, get... okay. never mind. That's, that's why I was confused. I was thinking of like a 12-man league or something. Well, you, you start out that way. You start out that way because we draft in a 12-man league. You've got to make it out of your 12. So at week 14's oh. end, the... yeah. At week 14's end, the top two advance, or top three, depending on the contest. Okay. Hey, guys, I got to wrap it up. Scotty Duke, give me your last thoughts, final thoughts, 10 seconds. I got to I gotta, I gotta get to sleep. Um, y'all be safe. You have a good night. Uh, Hawaii's great, but it's also pricey. It can get expensive. So if you want to guys come out here and visit, uh, save your money. All right. <laughs> so thank, you. thank you, Scotty. Later, pal. Tell Gustavo what's up later. (laughs) Travis, final thoughts, bro. Um, I I was just going to say another thing with the doing the best ball and underdog and stuff is I don't know about other people, but I've I've definitely become like more confident in you know the fact that I can go several different ways in a draft. Like by being able to deploy the different strategies, you kind of get to see like. If, if the board falls one way, well, I can I can jump quick and, you know, do another strategy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it definitely gets you um, well-oiled. You know what I mean? Like fine-tuned. Yeah. You, you know exactly what. You're not scared. It makes to, it easier to pivot. Yeah, and you don't and you do a lot of these best balls, and then like draft day, you're not as nervous. You know, you're totally ready to go. And you don't, you're not like, oh, man, I messed up my draft. I had one shot, and they, thank you, Joel. Appreciate you. Uh, who who is that? Uh, that was that Double A. Still here, buddy. All right, who is it that was just this speaking, Travis. Travis? Oh, Travis. Travis, appreciate yeah, you, man. Yeah. Call, call in tomorrow, pal. Thanks. All right, talk to you later. Later. Um, let's go to Double A. Double A. Final thoughts. Yeah, I think uh, Travis was right. I think over the last couple of years, I've really changed my redraft strategy to be a little bit more about high-end players and, and top-end players based off of what I've seen in best ball. And over the last three years, I've really watched uh, finishing more in the top one, two, or three as opposed to just being average. So these these drafts really help me, even though I don't always do best ball. But 
Everybody have a good night. Be safe out there. We'll do it again soon. Hey, Double A, appreciate you, man. Later. Uh, let's go to Steven, and then we're going to go to George from the Bay, who hasn't really talked a lot, so we'll give him a, we'll give him a good minute. But, Steven, go ahead. Hey, no, I just wanted to say uh, thanks, man, uh, for, uh, for all the advice and stuff. If I have any, if I have any uh, more uh, questions and stuff to bring up, uh, if I see anything that I wasn't sure if you uh, covered, uh, I'll be sure to, to bring it up for you. All right, Steven, appreciate you, man. No problem, man. You have a good night. George from the Bay. Smitty, you think I took Bijan a little too high at 17? In this draft, uh, Superflex, a little bit, but um, let me go Let me go and see where you, you got him. So you took him at 17. You had Kelsey still available, JT, um, Garrett Wilson, CD Lamb. I mean, technically speaking, it's not that crazy because the quarterbacks that were there were like Deshaun Watson. Golf dropping a $10 hauler, golf to the moon. To the Absolute moon. monster, golf. Golf, thank you, bro. Um, I don't think you. I don't think it's crazy. It was a little early, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it. At least just take him in round one in the super flex. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like going into this draft, my approach was going with uh, the T law stack and going for Bijan. Those are like my main targets, and I got what I wanted. And I also got Trey Lance, who was a good backup just in case. Uh, I feel like it's a good team. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So his team was Trevor Lawrence in round one, Bijan round two, Devonte Adams, Calvin Ridley. Trey Lance, Dalvin Cook, Evan Ingram, Michael Pittman, Javante was really good late in, in the ninth, ninth round. Dotson, A.J. Dillon, Sky Moore. Uh, you should have took Brock, Brock Purdy. but Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, I like it. Good squad. Uh, George, appreciate you, man. Right off, mate. Call him tomorrow. Later. Uh, Ron Navy. Ron Navy, I, I felt like I should have won another RB. I, I feel like I might have just screwed up my whole draft, not paying attention. Nah, you'll survive. You know, I, I guess it just depends if Kamara like, plays the whole year, then I think I'll be okay. Like, I might skate by, but I should have. Instead, I, I liked, uh, I wasn't looking. Nathaniel Dell, Tank Dell. I shouldn't have took Tank Dell instead of another RB. That was just stupid. I might have screwed up my entire draft. I think I had enough flexibility to go heavy QB. A lot of people say this is way too many QBs, but with 20 rounds, you can do it. I just screwed up not getting an extra RB. But, you know, who would I have gotten? Would he even played? I don't know. We'll see. True. I just got to hope that I at least have two all year. But I like this team, man. I, Josh Allen, Sam Howell. I like getting Brissett and Howell. And Baker and Trask and Zappy. It, it does feel like I can get this a lot with one quarterback, Josh Allen. But that running crew is crazy. Walker Pollard, Charbonnet Camara, Garrett Wilson, Watson, Addison, Mooney, Hodgins, Pitts, Kincaid. I'm liking it. I'm liking it, bro. All right, Ron, you sound like you're falling asleep, bro. I am. Go. <laughs> go go pass out. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, later, Smith. Later. Everybody have a good night. Later, Ron. Ron almost fell asleep on the I mean, we if we would have gave him another ten minutes, I think he would have been out. I think he would have been out. Thank you all for joining me for this emergency live stream. This is Monday. We weren't we normally don't go live on Mondays, but I felt like getting in here, doing a draft. We'll do a draft tomorrow. Um 
I didn't want to draft tonight. I didn't even plan to draft tonight. It was just the best picks in round two. It was supposed to be about a 30-minute show. We've been live for two hours and 15 minutes. I do this all the time. I don't know how to say no. I don't know how to walk away. But it's darn good content, and we're doing it live. Appreciate you all. See you tomorrow. Peace out. Everybody, appreciate you. Fields. Just in time. Fields of dreams. Fields like making love. Outstanding in his fields. Fields so good. Fields general. My fields good. Uneven playing fields. Battlefields tested. Fields. Fields. He's for reals. Uh, uh.